guys. Cleveland Motor Podcast, 435. It's on the way. We got numbers. We got numbers. We're rolling. And by the way, we just, Steve just got raptured out of here. Don't you? We had a flood. Yep. 40 days and 40 nights. Yep. Can confirm. Can totally, confirm. It was totally New Orleans here for an entire night. We had a flood, and now Sleepy just got raptured up. Yep. So it turns out if you're a weed smoking, guitar playing, hippie, that Jesus had your number. Yep. Why the fuck is Kromke still here? Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought if I thought if Cinch got raptured up, you'd be right with him, right? Uh-oh. I mean, come on. Uh oh. I I thought you guys both work worshiping at the uh, worshiping at the uh, Jimmy Cliff School over there. Yeah, yeah. Willie Nelson and company would be gone, but Sleepy got raptured up. Devil's Lettuce Institute of Technology. Yeah. Jazz cigarettes. Jazz cigarettes. Yeah. So, okay, to my immediate left. Chris Smith. You just cracked a Heineken. Is that a Heineken? It's blue. Why oh, is that yeah. Heineken blue? No, it is a Heineken. What is that? Oh, it's it's null point null. Oh. It's null point null. Oh, I thought it was menthol. It's near a it can. Is, it is the menthol. <laughs> it's not a menthol. I like them. Do you like them? Are I'm they gonna, good? And I get them for free. <gasps> oh, my goodness. That's a decent deal. Are yeah. You, are you Dutch? 0.0? And it cost me. And it cost you 0.0. 0. 0. <laughs> <gasps> My God, man. That's a deal. Holy <laughs> shit. Who are you and what did you do with Chris Smith? Hey, it, that is a deal. He's at, dead. That is a deal at twice the price. It is a deal at twice the price. Well done, sir. That's cool. Who hooks you up with those for free? B-dubs. B-dubs, really? Nice. Yeah, so, so, yeah. The, so the deal is if, if you get a takeout order, they'll give you two of these for free. <gasps> <clears throat> so after... Three or four times up there, I talked to the kid who runs the joint. I yeah. said, "So do you guys take all these at night?" And he says, "No, we throw them out. We put them in the in the dumpster." I said, "So they set well, them aside for every takeout order." Yes. <gasps> yeah, they're in a cooler. Yeah, they, they give you a bag with two of them in there. Yeah. I said, "Well, don't throw them out. Give me some of them." So, that's, he, that's so he came idea. over with six of them the first time. Next time in there, he said, "Well, here, just take a twelve pack." So he didn't even take them out of the twelve pack. He says. Here's a 12-pack. Just take it home. Oh, my God. He said every, every night we throw it out. Well, of course they do. Well, I mean, but why would you throw out why an open can? Oh, an open cans of beer. Yeah. Zero. Because it's B-dubs. Zero. But Chris brings up an interesting point because they're they're pushing that as part of their meal, as part of their takeout program, right, yep. to encourage you, and they probably have an arrangement with whoever the, the brewing, co- or, sorry, the beverage distributor, distributor is yeah. for that product. To get rid of this shit. Well, I mean, does it taste like Heineken? That's yeah, not here. a bad thing. I can't drink it. No, he can't drink it. It's the glue. But I can, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I'll taste it. I'm not. I'm not silly. I got another one. You want no, I'm gonna try one. Grab a Heine. Oh no, shit! That is straight up Heineken. Yeah, wow. that is completely you know, Heineken. You know why? I, again, it can. I, why I would you throw it out? I don't care for Heineken. I, you'll never see me pick a Heineken, but that tastes. That would fool me nine times out of nine. I still. Yeah. I don't care for anything coming out of green bottle. Oh, you can Rolling yeah. Rock. So you whatever. don't like Rolling Rock either? Nope. I won't drink a Rolling Rock. Shaylin's Little Kings. <gasps> Little Kings. Mickey's. Green Bottle. Mickey's. Yeah, Mickey's. Now, now hold on. <laughs> that's a malt liquor, my friend. And that's a totally different game. What about Let's be honest. Come on, man. Let's be honest. There is always an exception that proves the rule. Little, okay. <laughs> Little Kings. I've lost a lot of time. I've lost whole nights 
on Little Kings. Seven ounces. Yeah. Of happiness. Drinking Little Kings at Little Little Kings. Kings. (laughs) We had a bar in Cleveland. I don't know if it's still there or not, but it's got to be. But we used to go in there because they weren't so heavy on the whole carding thing. (laughs) And so if you were mm, underage. If you could reach the bar. If you could get through the door. And you had your paper bar money. Yeah, I had your paper on it. And it's a part of Cleveland that a lot of people were a little frightened of. So they were just happy to have the commerce. Police just kind of forgot about that. Oh, yeah, they did. Liquor control was convinced the place didn't exist. But it was at the corner of, oh, my God, and don't rob me. And that, when we were underage, sliding into the Little Kings would be like, okay, we're going to see how many we can get before we get punched out, before we can get pushed out of the bar. And there were nights that we were like, oh, they're just going to serve us. Like, I'm at 18 and a half years old. They know you're not 21, but you've got money and it's green. I was Just on like leave. like a bottle. I was on leave from the Army between basic training and a, uh, between my permanent duty station and basic training. The only place I could legally drink was on base. Because on base, you can drink when you're 18 because you're serving your country. But that shit doesn't work in Cleveland. There's my Army ID. Fuck you. Uh, but Little Kings was always like, I never had to show my ID at Little Kings. Not once ever. So it was more convenient than the local drive through place because the drive through <laughs> place would check you about once every four times. Right. And uh, My move was always go up, grab a beer off of any table, then yeah. go up to the bar. With the beer. And then be yeah. like, can I get another one, please? Somebody else served you already. Wise beyond your years, John. <laughs> Wise beyond your that's, years. That's, it that's always worked well. And so John McElfresh... I've got three drinks in front of you me. You do have three drinks in front Tri- of you. <laughs> Triple fisting. I have a blueberry lemonade made by Becky. Yeah. Oh, it's with so fresh good. fresh blueberries from Maine. Yep. So good. I have a horny brown, which, yep. you know, always goes down oh, smooth. Very good, yeah. And then I have a very peculiar, but very tasty. Oh, it's so good. Lobster Bloody Mary mix. Bloody lobster cocktail. It's I, really good. I think... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you could chime in on that. Oh, yeah, no, that is... So, Tom, what vodka? Tom, I don't think Tom's mic is hot. Am I my, Am I good? I don't hear him. I don't hear him. Push me up a little bit on that. Uh, which number are you, Mike? Side or the front? Oh, there you go. No, am we got you. He's back. He's back. Side? Yeah, you're okay, good if you're talking to him. This is the thing. Is right I always, they always push it this so way. So, Tom, give, Tom understands... Give it side, Mike. Right. Sideway. Right. The point yeah. is, you're not taking you're not taking the member into your mouth. Right. You're more talking into the side of the member. Right. Right. There you go. Now you sound much better. So, <laughs> so what, talk it. talk to us about the vodka that I'm so, okay, drinking. Okay. This is uh, Reka Small Batch Vodka, handcrafted in Iceland. Which, since we're talking about Becky, Becky brought this back from her last trip because she had a layover in Reykjavik. Get out of here. This is this is fresh from Reykjavik. I love the fact that the vodka is actually called Reykja. Oh yeah. Like as <laughs> in it's gonna wreck it you. will wreck you. Yeah yeah. The reason it'll wreck you is because it tastes like nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah that's one of my favorite vodkas. I have a bottle of How do you have a favorite vodka? Yeah, I don't drink much vodka, but I do have that's a like favorite. That's like having a favorite hey, well, water. I mean, have you ever gone to a party put on by Russians and you just drink vodka oh, straight? Yeah. I mean, you actually are no. comparing yeah, a man. No, no. There is. I yeah, went, you know, in 1995, the World Sci-Fi Convention, we went to the Russian room party. They had two eight-foot tables covered with vodka, no two bottles the same. It was insane. How do you like your potatoes? <laughs> Dan? In, in my vodka. <laughs> Dan, you like, just got so much more interesting to me. That seems like after that weekend, you come back as a different person. Right. Don't you? I think you do. I've only done two things on vodka. One was be sad about 
you know, the fact that I wasted my alcohol consumption on something that should be tasteless but doesn't. And two is I'm like, I got stupid drunk on it. I didn't have any fun whatsoever. Then you're not doing it right. I know. That's my point. (laughs) No, I mean, you're not doing vodka right. Again, that's my point. Here you go. I have clearly done vodka wrong. Here you go. I did fresh squeeze screwdrivers. Yeah. Take an orange, cut it in half. Yeah. Squeeze it yourself with yeah. one of those stupid little things, and I could not get enough of those for a while. But is was the vodka make it special? Or no, the orange you didn't just make taste the vodka. That's, That's the my beauty point. of vodka. That's well, not I mean, the beauty of vodka. I mean, squeeze it, orange juice. And I like you tasting know. my booze. Well, that's the thing is, do you want what do you where do you want to go with it? Do you want orange juice even a screwdriver or just orange juice? I'm going to talk to you guys about or I'm going to talk to you guys in this podcast the, right now. The, the, yeah. the Russians are into flavored vodka. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sacrilege. Almost everything no, was flavored like, on those tables. So, Not everything. But. So a buddy of mine used to work at House of Blues. Yeah. And they, the distributor yeah. would bring by f- different boozes they would try to get you to pick. Of up. course. This is and every bar in America. The yep. problem, of course, is that the House yep. of Blues being a corporate bar, you yes. have to have corporate approved yes, booze. Yes, you they do. They would lock it up in a closet. Yeah. And they would wait. And then yeah. your bonus every Christmas was you get to pick three bottles. <laughs> Out of the, out of we the, got these for free closet. The, we got these for free closet. <laughs> They're so generous and in the House of Blues. <laughs> I think it was the, I think it was the Van Gogh pear vodka. Wow. That was, that was kind of the, kind of the, well, it tastes like pear. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you get the flavored, because flavored yeah. go- vodka for a while. I mean, we got to, we're going to think of gummy bears back here that technically were supposed to be put in vodka, but we haven't really <laughs> committed to this. But, you know, you get the flavor vodka and it's, it's a thing. Look. We all know Zima existed. Yeah. We all have to but admit again, the we fact were about malt liquor that again. Zima existed. That's still a malt liquor. And the whole idea behind Zima was... Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> right? <laughs> Zima was just a transportation system to get alcohol into 14-year-olds. Right. Right. Because they, they didn't like the flavor of other things like, that were alcohol. Like from the land of the daiquiri with, that is literally nothing but Everclear and icy. Sure. Like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> So that's kind of my thing. So when we talk about like, oh, this vodka is delicious. Yeah. I, I work hard to find bourbon that says a thing. I, I you know, the bourbon that tells me a flavor story. You right? want flavor notes. You don't want flavor, yeah. just nothing. I don't want it to be okay. like a ghost just came in my mouth and like now I'm drunk. You know, like what happened? I'm drunk now. Okay. So if yeah. something comes in your mouth, you want it to taste like right. Something. My point being, this is why you eat a lot of that's, pineapple. That's you get ghost drunk. You know, so you're like, I don't know why I got drunk. I didn't drink anything. He wants like, pineapple vodka. The minute I was old enough to stop trying to get girls to drink alcohol without their knowledge, <laughs> I wanted alcohol to have flavor to it. Let me make you up a garbage can of Windex. That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was the the raspberry <laughs> blue flavoring. Yes. A right. handleful of yeah. grain alcohol, yeah. a handleful of this, and exactly. some fruit punch. Right. No, it tastes delicious. You uh, can't even taste the alcohol. Blah. How do you pronounce that? Data Rapa? No, no it's I'm, date I'm, rape. I'm yeah. yeah, it's not Data Rapa. It's not Data Rapa. It's date rape. I have some Windex. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's something. It's called, All right. So, it's Dan, called, Dan, what are you drinking uh, over there, buddy? Noble Beast Union Pills, Union. Like, like always. I was going to say. One, wonderful pills. Wonderful it's a Pilsner. Pills. It's a great Pils. It is. It's, that is, I think, honestly, that might be the most straight-ahead, like, Czech Pilsen mm-hmm. that I've ever had. Oh, yeah. Like, that thing nails it. They, I don't think anybody's ever Lo- done it better. Locally made. Yeah, and it's one of ours. So it's Take a great. couple pills and you'll feel better. Nah, Pilsners are just... 
I, as a kid growing up, I drank so many things that were called Pilsner. Pilsner on call. The name of our shop is POC. It was called Pilsner on call. It wasn't Pride of Cleveland. I know I'm breaking hearts right now, but the beer was called Pilsner on call. And I know everybody called it Piss on Cleveland or Pride of Cleveland, but it was literally called Pilsner on Call. And the original brewmeister of that had said they were making a Czechoslovakian Pilsner. But if you drink POC, even the Westlake Brewing Company's version of it that came much, 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 much later, the mm-hmm. brothers that did it in Westlake, that used to be Wallabies of all things. Yeah. I could see Cleveland Motor Brewery carrying a Filsner. A Filsner. You could have a Filsner. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm chasing this Pilsner with uh, Peach Moonshine from oh, yeah? South Carolina. And how's that working out for you? So far, so good. Pretty we'll, good. We'll, we'll is, that, is that the peach? This is the peach. That's the peach moonshine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, speaking of peaches, yeah, Mrs. Smith just harvested 48 peaches from our peach tree within the last Holy seven shit. to 10 days. One peach tree? One peach tree. Holy crap. And that was, we're probably down 20% because the squirrel fuckers got... To the rest of them, but but you know we had forty eight of them. It's like BB Jesus gun, baby. Christ, BB look gun. at all these fucking peaches. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have two pear trees at Conway, so we'll, and I can literally just sit there and watch this one little chipmunk, and he goes up the tree. No, he chops off a pear. It hits the ground. He comes down. He grabs the pear, takes it back up in the tree, and starts munching on it. Eats a few bites out of it, yeah, throws it dry, on the ground. Yeah. Then the deer come along, and I'm like, this little one. If I get rid of that one that guy, one chipmunk. I think I'll have lots of pears by the we time we have the right. technology for chipmunks. I have. I've been having my... bad luck with my kills. I have not been recovering bodies, and it's been very disappointing. I have uh, my entire garden is They've in been jail. Snagged at night by the raccoons or what? I shot a I shot a large squirrel sized chipmunk. Yeah, did not recover the body. He was living in my RV mm. in the walls. Oh. oh man, that's not good. I'm pretty sure he's not there anymore because I don't have that problem. Right. But his buddy, I shot him the other day. Yeah. I mean, he disappeared. I was nothing but brown. And when when I pulled the trigger, nothing he was but brown. <laughs> but then I saw him scurrying, and I thought, yeah. and I couldn't, but I couldn't get him. <sighs> and then I shot a groundhog the other day yeah. with with my Anschutz twenty two. Ooh, I sexy! Had nothing but brown, and it was right. a, a perfect shot. And it made like, and on all occasions, all right. three of these, yeah. it was the the dead. No, yeah. there was no tick like no. Hit, hitting something else, bouncing off of right. branches. It was like a, yeah. It, it, it was. I thought I hit them. solid hit. Damn it! But I have not recovered the bodies. I am I, looking forward to squirrel stew, man. Come on, produce. <laughs> man. The, my cage that I built, my, my vegetable jail, has been working flawlessly. And my groundhog keeps coming out from under. Uh, we have two groundhogs. We have Pete and Repeat. And uh, they show up. And so the other day I was harvesting my Romas. So all my Roma tomatoes have come in. And I'm bringing back like eight pounds of Romas. And my neighbor has built his garden right up to my garden so we share a common big ass garden block a garden Yo, block B. we got a fucking fortress going on over there but he's growing pumpkins up against our six foot tall and these pumpkins are big he's getting some solid pumpkins and they're starting to pull his fence down oh. right you can't pull my fence down because it's Phil waters proof <laughs> right that fence ain't going nowhere so i'm in there harvesting the other day and i look out and i see the groundhog our buddy pete Pete's up and he's looking at me, harvesting all my fruit and veg and shit out of my garden. And Pete's looking at me and I was like, ah, so I grabbed a tomato, one that had hit the ground and was, you know, not great. And I lobbed it over the fence where, you know, right by the shed where Pete lives. And the tomato landed 
And that Pete looked at that tomato, inspected it, and gave me a no-go. <laughs> Fuck you, Pete. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Merritt has been throwing oh. him carrot stubs and like stuff, you know, because my, my wife eats yeah. like a groundhog. And so she's been putting all of her stuff out that doesn't go in the composting. And that groundhog, I've seen him in the backyard holding six inches of solid carrot. And like, thank you. That's great. He won't eat a tomato to save his fucking life, man. He's an uppity-ass groundhog. <laughs> so, but I've been bringing in, I gave my neighbors the other day about eight pounds of tomatoes. And we're not canning. I, I don't do the canning thing. I just eat them. I eat tomatoes like they're candy. So much that like Renee does not, I think Renee and Merritt like tomatoes and things, but they don't eat them like I do. Make some salsa. I could make anything I want. Oh, yeah. But honestly, I'm not looking for effort. I'm not looking for another project. I built a fucking garden. I don't want a project. I just love eating them. And some of the tomatoes I've been pulling out of there are just fantastic. But our zucchinis are terrifying. They're huge. and I They get bad. You don't want to let them get too no, big. Get so too big get them I got to pull them. I got to yeah. pull them right now. My neighbor's growing cucumbers that are just hanging, and they're perfect. And we've agreed that anything that grows on either or side of the fence, we don't have to ask. We can just harvest. So he harvests his side of the fence. I harvest my side of the fence. Do you guys do any garlic this year? We didn't. I did. Uh, the only things I did was I did rosemary. I did a bay. And I did uh, bay, leaf, yeah. bay leaf. And I did, oh, what the hell's the other one? Time. Ah, fuck. Time I did. And then the other one that I can't make Cilantro stop growing. Or... Fuck, I can't remember. Anyway, I've yeah. got. Did you get basil? I mean, basil, our, thank you. I mean, basil's our, the one. Our basil's gone insane. I made so, the mistake yeah. of planting three basil plants. Oh, yeah. I should have planted one basil plant because yep. I've been having them. I'm going to be making Which pesto. Which one? Soon. Did you do lemon basil? Lemon basil. basil. Yeah. I did lemon basil. And I've got more fucking lemon basil than I know what to do with now. So and dry it. That's all you can do. Right. I don't care. So, I was, it was so fun. Welcome, it was a filler. Welcome to Cleveland Gardening. In. Welcome to Cleveland Gardening. <laughs> and fuck my goddamn cauliflower. My cauliflower is a train wreck. I've been spraying BT on it because we get the, the caterpillars. And, and the mites, yeah. The caterpillars, little inchworms around there, and they fucked my cauliflower all up. So my cauliflower doesn't look like a nice, pretty cauliflower. My cauliflower looks like the Toxic Avenger cauliflower. It is not good looking. So fuck you. Oh, you still Speaking of good, to Toxic Avenger, the garden at work is going really well. Of course it is. <laughs> oh, was- Those tomato plants you gave me still win the record. Those human feces fed <laughs> department, <laughs> Oberlin Department of Water Control tomato plants win for being my absolute tastiest, most perfect, and those were beefsteaks. And, so, and, and you get Fukushima sized tomatoes too. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Little pumpkins. They're just adorable little That's pumpkins. That's the joke for today. That yeah. is, there you look. That's fine. If they got to release the water, they got to release the water. I wish they were doing something more fun with it, though. Like, I don't know, fountains at the Bellagio. No, Godzilla. This is how you get Godzilla. That is how you get a Godzilla. I don't understand. I mean, it's water. Right. Why can't you take the water Mm -hmm. and evaporate it and leave behind the nuclear solids? The solution for pollution is dilution. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome welcome to my world, (laughs) Dr. Rogers. (laughs) But I can tell you. Tom's not wrong. (laughs) However, yeah, I, I've, however. Only, I've only heard that about a gazillion <laughs> right, times, but right. there you go. I think we should be. We're hard. not putting radioactive material in but, the stream. But why don't we just start leaning into it and just, you know, we get all these. Make Godzilla. You're right. The, all these people that are trying like hell to bring back woolly mammoths. Build a Godzilla. Yeah. 
Put it in your tank like fucking sea monkeys. Excuse me, yeah. it's Godzilla. Gazira. Gojira. 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 So put it in your fucking tank like sea monkeys, but yeah. instead of sea monkeys, you get a Gojira. Yeah. And that shit's awesome. And you know what, though? That would help the whole Taiwan-China thing. Right. Uh, shameless plug, I saw you have the escargot <laughs> with the Godzilla. And, Becky, uh, Becky really lusts after that one. Um, yeah, you have some cars up. So fuck Facebook Marketplace, first yeah, of all. Absolutely. Fuck Facebook Marketplace. Harris and I used to say, it's better to burn it than try to sell it on Marketplace. It really is. I do not agree with that one. Ah. But I've so been very I successful. have had 11 vehicles up on Facebook Marketplace for in excess of two months. I have had countable 3,000 responses to these things. And those 3,000 responses are... Is this still available? And so then, here's the thing about that. Yep. Is this still available? Yep. If you stay too long on it, it sends that. That's an automatic thing. John? You don't have to hit. You don't have to actually put that in. You're Here wrong. we go. Uh-oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here we go. No, I think mm-hmm. he's right. Because I've I've had it happen to me a number of times. Well, but the, pr- so the and other, I never no, clicked it on it. Once. I yeah. never clicked on it. I know I didn't do it by accident. I just stayed on it too long. I, I went away or I left it up there. Yeah. And they're coming back and saying, yes, it's still available. I'm like, I oh, the auto response I did not, thing. I, I did hate not, those. I did not ask if it was available. Yeah. All right. No, I, I know what he's talking I'm about. I'm so I've glad you that. asked. So I, of course, came up with that exact same thing. And as an excuse for what I was, I may or may not have been going off on a rant. And <laughs> my wife, the doctor, lovely Dr. Waters, May or may not have said, Phil, shut your fucking pie hole. Quit bitching. At least people are interested in your shit. Here, here, merit. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So, so here's the trick. So let's just, for the sake of fun, we'll, we'll open up Facebook Marketplace. As Is that yours? Nope, not mine. Okay. So, and just so our, our podcast listeners at home can play along, we'll go ahead and open it up there for them too. So, uh, this you is... You should have pulled up the Beverly with the uh, bass speakers in it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that one's impressive. Look, we don't want to stack the desk deck too hard. All right, here we go. So, I'm going to go... All right, there we go. So, it's open on both windows. All right, are you ready? So, here we're going to play the game. So, we're going to go ahead. I'll, I'll open this up for you. All right, here we go. So, you guys on the screen? Got the screen. Cool, we're all here. All right. Now, I'm going to go ahead, click on that thing, open it just like we do. All right. Now, as you can see, at the very bottom of the page, can you guys see where it says, is this still available? I'm looking. See in the very, very bottom right-hand corner of the screen? Yep. See where it says, is this still available? (laughs) Yep. 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 Has it sent the owner a message yet? I don't know. You don't know. It has not. Okay. Ready? Now, I'm going to click where it says send. Y'all see where it says send? Well, that'll automatically send them that message. Hold on. Wait. You're not done yet. Wait for it. Wait for it. Thank you. Thank you. Wait for it. I'm going to reach down there. I'm going to click send. Hold. 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 Okay. Now... You see where it sent Mr. Walter Bradley the message? Hi, is this available? I physically had to click where it said send. I did. 
for this little dialogue block to come up. If now, you, if you go away and just leave it long enough, uh-huh. it'll automatically send I've, that message. I've I have run into that sometimes. Okay. Well, what I'm going to do then is I'm going to log out of my Facebook. I'm going to log back in as somebody else. Sure. And so I'll log back in as a different person. Yep. And uh, we will then test it and see if it sends me. By the end of this podcast, if it was going to do it, it should have done it. Oh, absolutely. All right. Thanks. So I'm going to sign out. I'm going to sign back in as a totally different person. As a totally different thing. Okay. So I'm going to sign back in as a totally different entity. There we go. I'm now a totally different entity. I'm going to go on this one. I don't think I can go to Facebook Marketplace because they, they've got rules now that... You're not going to sign in as Honey Badger or anything? Honey Badger. <laughs> John, did that happen? Honey on Badger doesn't PC give a fuck. or on your phone? Oh, here we go. On my All phone. Right, we'll do that. Ready? There oh, we wow. go. All right. Let's do it. You're, you're right. Let's do, let's do Honey Badger. Okay. So we'll do Honey Badger. Okay. So there's Honey Badger. And... Rochester. Uh, All right. Here we go. So we tested this the other night. I had Merritt try it out. And you had to click two different things to make the message go through. You had to first click on the auction itself or the listing itself, and then you had to click on send message. And we did park it. We parked it right over there, and we tried. We did. We gave it a shot, and it wouldn't let me do it. The one thing I want you to do also, though, is also look through all the pictures. Oh, my God. I mean, it could be a thing. All right. It could be a thing if you now we're on, right. now we're testing it to, to uh, I was going to say failure right now we're now we're over testing it but yeah. anyway but to your to your point so I do I am the, I'm the maniac that answers every single post so in my uh, in my Facebook and I've done that too right if I get is it is is it still available yes answer it yes well now I don't just say yes I say yes comma where are you located. It's a little call and response. Yeah. It's asking for a little bit more information. And then sometimes I'll say, oh, I didn't mean to send you a message. I was just going to send it to a friend of mine, right? So there is no doubt in my mind. Now, see, I've done that. That it's corrupt. I mean, right? I wasn't. Because there's stupid stuff because it's the auto reply because they're yep. not actually replying back to you, but they're yep. saying, uh, this is still available. You know, it's yep. sending you an auto reply. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It is. A horrible, horrible system. I believe I'm, that they are I mean, creating I've, traffic by automatically sending, yep. is it available, and automatically saying... Absolutely. Yes. Because I, to- I was totally interested in the schoolhouse in Youngstown, but I wasn't going to spend 200 grand to get it. <laughs> but I wanted to send it to my friend. <laughs> yeah, right. And because I was like, oh, yeah, do, no, this place is still sure. available. I'm like, of course right. it is. It's because in Youngstown, if they, and it's 200 grand. Right. <laughs> because if they do that, it barges in on you, and, right. and you get a notification. Oh, yep. oh, oh. It's, it's not infallible. It makes you look at it one more time. It does. It makes you look at it one more time. And so when I post my listings up now, I just put, do not ask if it's still available. If it's still listed, it is available. And I will absolutely not respond to you if you say, is this still available? I will ignore you. And sometimes people are trolling and they'll be like, so is this still available? Right? They're just being punks. They're just being dickheads, right? Uh, but it is funny that when they ask that and they keep sending that, because all of my vehicles are kind of wonky, weird vehicles. It is absolutely true that when you go into my marketplace and you look at my uh, traffic that we have, I'm going to pull it up. So when you see that, uh, when you see my listing of how many comments do I have, pull it up in the right-hand corner, you guys... I'm going to scroll down. This goes on for 
forever. And this is literally less than a week, right? And if you look at the right-hand side of that screen, it just scrolls on and on and on and on because that's how fucked up Facebook Marketplace is. It is maddening. It's absolutely insane. To the point that when I list something kick-ass like the Nissan Escargo, and I list that up on Facebook Marketplace, the amount of traffic that I get on it, it's crazy. It's absolutely fucking nuts. And it takes all the fun out of Facebook Marketplace. It really does. When you've got, today you look at your Facebook Messenger and you're like, I've got 450 messages today. Well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> and if I respond to all 450 of them, which sometimes I do, and people say, a week. I'm sorry, I didn't, yep. I'm sorry I didn't send that or what have you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's super annoying. Uh, so that is, that's one of those things. It's, it's really, it's tough, and I understand that. I don't know if there is a good place to list a motorcycle for sale right now. Craigslist and eBay. I'm rolling my eyes. I know you are, and you should be, because where can you list them? You know, Where's the spot? What's the good spot? I don't know. I really don't know. I wouldn't say Craigslist. I mean, that's kind of dead as soon as they started charging money, and then Facebook became free. But I love that they charge money. I love the fact that Craigslist charges a couple of bucks because it that's your... Filters out. It's, fil no. it's a filter. It should be free to list. It right. should be money to ask. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. It should be money to ask. That's exactly right. You should be vetted before you ask. You, you should prove that you're a buyer. $2 to ask if to make an offer. Well, you should pay a subscription fee or at least a I'm a real human fee to be a certified, just like in Twitter. An anti-annoyance fee? Well, just like in Twitter... You have a little blue dot that verifies you're not a fucking troll or whatever. And yeah, if I had to pay, if I had to pay a couple of bucks to make sure that I was not a fucking spamming stalker, I would do that. I honestly don't care about it. But but I can tell you that Facebook has been an absolute waste of my time. I'm just saying, what do you know about selling bikes? I don't know shit about selling bikes. <laughs> right? Clearly, that's the deal. And uh, the he's learning though. Yeah. You're gonna, I'm going to have to show you how this is going. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's, that's how it goes. Uh, it is shocking how much traffic it generates for no actual sales. Well, I, I may be entirely wrong, and I know if you've, if you've proved it out, I, I do actually trust you sometimes. But, do you, but I mean, what have you... But have you to me, I can right. swear, I mean, like, emphatically, yeah. like, I've never actually said, is it available? If I'm going to send you a message, it's going to be... I'd like to buy it. This is my, I'll throw my phone number right at you. I and don't care. Like, I want you to call me. Like, I'm going to buy it because I can say whatever I want mm -hmm. right up front. I'm like, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to come by it this afternoon. I'll give you the money. Yep. Because I, when I actually get the address and I mm -hmm. actually get there, I can fuck around all I want and walk away if I want. Absolutely. But the, the point is, you have to get that address and right. you have to get there and be the man standing in the driveway first. Tom, I bought a... Because we didn't even get that. We'll talk about that. Yeah, I bought a Triumph the other day. Yeah. So I bought another Triumph. Another Triumph. I own three T100s. Yeah, but now average I'm interested in the one that came from Miss Sabine. So Autumn's, Autumn's Triumph, um, I bought it from her, and that's... Uh, that you was, have that. She. It's in my shop. Oh, yeah. You thanked her as if it sounded like it was free. 
No. I wouldn't think it was free. No, it wasn't free. Not oh. even close to free. No, no, he okay. paid he paid for that. Ar- arguably. <laughs> hey, look, when I bought when I bought the twenty three hundred dollar triumph the other day, yeah. I think I paid too much for Autumn's Triumph. Right? When you look at the Triumph I got the other day for twenty three hundred bucks. I'm a bad example. I paid a thousand dollars for a Thruxton. <laughs> you get a fantastic deal. And then you get an even more oh, fantastic yeah, no, deal. Smoking. And you're like, oh my God. So now we have three triumphs. We have three triumphs. I'll in give shop. you that tri- you know what? If you were gonna give me that triumph, I'm not sure I'd take it. <laughs> uh, so uh did you get all the dents out of the tank on the one that she gave got you got from her? The dents? All the yeah, the tank was you all mean, dented you mean, out. You mean you mean you mean the the place where the handlebars go? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you got to fix that, don't you? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it looked like somebody's knees squished into it. And then, like, the handlebars had hit the tank and look, stuff. Look, <laughs> the eight-year-old it was Indian. All, I mean, it was beautiful the, aluminum the and everything. Eight, the eight-year-old Indian kid that bashed that out of whatever aluminum foil he was given took a lot of respect. Oh, that. no, that Tom. That tank was all beat up. That Tom, Tom that's, that's, that's old street signs. All right. <laughs> That whole gas tank and oh, tail yeah. section, oh, that yeah. is made out of somebody's stolen street sign. But like yeah. in India, I mean, they're on eBay. And this is obviously, you know, street signs from India. Like I, it probably gonna... says to Delhi on the side of it. <laughs> with love. <laughs> with love. <laughs> okay. um, back to you telling me how marketplace works. So it, the fellow who was selling doesn't... the fellow who was selling the uh, the triumph, right? So the fellow who was selling the triumph, uh, I did I, I saw it on Facebook Marketplace. I saw his price. You asked him if it was available. <laughs> it was the auto reply. Uh, no, my friend, I did not. Uh, what I did instead was I sent him the message you're talking about. I sent him a message saying, I would like to buy this. If this that's is. A, that's a very direct message. If yep. this is what you say it is, the and you have the title, and you have keys, I would like to buy it. I would like to buy it. Don't even say that. Just and say, I, I would right. like to buy this. I'm going to tell you. Open strong. Yep. Have him be like, oh, mm-hmm. this, is the, mm-hmm. this is the guy who wants to buy it. Mm-hmm. He said he wants to buy it. He's going to assume you agree to buy it for the price he's asking. That is not going to happen. Absolutely. You're going to get there. You're going to look at it. And that's where all the negotiation is going to happen. Exactly right. As always, as it has ever always happened for the eternity of motorcycles. Yep. The deal will be made on place. You're That's always right. free to walk away. If you say, I want to buy it, you're not in a contract through Marketplace. Nobody can sue you because you said you wanted to buy not it on Marketplace, all. and then you didn't buy it. That's right. Well, you can always walk away. That's right. And that's the thing. If I list a $10,000 car on Facebook Marketplace, I get 1000 is this still available? And I get one, I'll give you 3000 for it. I usually respond to that. I'll give you 3000 with it saying, go fuck your hat. Right? Because I'm going to send a strong message. He opened with a $3,000 offer on my $10,000 car. So he gets either the front of the middle finger or the back of the middle finger. I'm not sure. I delete those. No, I send them back because that guy does that a lot. That's his thing. He goes through Facebook Marketplace and he sees a thing he's interested in. He offers a third or a half or whatever it is. And he thinks that's cool. So I always say, go fuck your hat, right? Go fuck your hat. And then if he responds to it, I'm going to be like, and in every single ad I put, every single ad I put, 
offers only in person. Offers only in person. It's in every ad I put. Offers only in person. Meaning that if you've seen the car, yesterday I had a family come out and I took them for a test ride in a little JDM car. Oh, yeah. I never I yeah. never even say OBO. Yep. I never entertain oh, no. offers at all. Right. I have a price. Right. I don't usually, but it's kind of implied right. that it's firm. Firm. Yep. In fact, what you should yep. say is, I'm asking this much. Right. If you're not interested in paying that much, mm-hmm. just wait. I'll lower the price next week if, if nobody's interested at this price. And you're absolutely or, right. Or just say firm. Mm-hmm. It's 10000 firm. No, no. The best, the no best, offers. The best game to play literally is you wait a couple of weeks and you see all the people that have saved into it. Mm-hmm. And then you raise the price 100 bucks. Oh, yeah. That's the best. Is they old people get apoplectic? They lose their mind. They <laughs> what? Why did you mind? go up on the price? You're supposed to go down. No, I don't care. I don't care if I sell it. Well, I discovered that the four thousand dollar people yeah. were shit house crazy. Yeah, I wanted to see what the five thousand people were like. Oh yeah. So long and short of it is, this guy. When I sent that, my message said, "So, did you get a buyer for this? Because I've got cash waiting for it at the shop." Yeah, that was my message. It had been up for one day. And he called. He sent me a message back. And I said, where the fuck is this bike? So I can go look at it. Or you can bring it to me. Whatever. Because he was asking 2300 bucks or $2,250. Which, which is acceptable for a T100. Yeah. And so I, I, okay, great. He immediately was like, Man, I got to tell you, I have been overloaded with people pinging me on this fucking bike. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know. It's, it's, a, it's a shit show. And he said, but you're the only guy, the only guy that sent me a message that didn't say, is this still available? So, but I got a guy who's supposed to come tomorrow and look at it. And I said, yeah, but, but today's today. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? <laughs> right. It could, could be the rapture. It could flood. Steve got raptured up. Steve got raptured. Here's your strategy. Yeah. On the first day of a listing, yeah. delete all replies. Yes. <laughs> and only reply to somebody mm-hmm. who, who contacts you twice. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the guy who's like, hey, I, I want to buy this. You still, I, want, I really still want to buy this. Yeah. Then that's the guy. I, I usually always, whenever I send one of these messages, I, I usually, instead of saying, is it still available, is this, mm-hmm. am I caller number one? Because <laughs> that's, that right there is a personalized message. I'd of, like to take a little, I'd like to talk a little bit about that um, BMW R80 deal. Yep. Because that was an interesting, I mean, that was pretty much like, that's it's Marketplace. Very interesting. Oh. No. Dude. <clears throat> whoever, is that still on Marketplace? No, no. Somebody was dumb enough to buy it. <laughs> Good God! That was that okay. thing was a fucking turd. Okay, okay. Also, also on Facebook, you guys, Mark. you guys sitting on your high horses. <laughs> I I'd like to walk out to your garage, Tom. Yeah, and look at all the turds you have out there. Yeah, and and maybe you got them all for free. Mm. But I think a lot of people, one or two, a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, what in year, our, what in year our podcast listening really, audience, do you really want to locked up? In already? our podcast listening audience, would right. get a little bit excited <laughs> about a 1978 or nine. No, no, it was a BMW R80 80, GS. That was 83 ish. No, I don't think it was. Not it, that late. It was, I believe, a first year. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. It was oh. a first year. Yeah, well, BMW. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. I know exactly. R80. Uh huh. 
Yeah, I think looks it was. like it was the. Oh no! It I know. was the bike that won Paris to Dakar. That one didn't win shit. I'll take three that years in a row. <laughs> no. That's I, like, look, I'm a BMW. So I am a BMW. When I the price was six hundred dollars <laughs> with, no, no, with a title, title, I saw it at eight hundred. I think a lot of people six. perk up about that. Now, maybe <laughs> it, in your world, it literally was a BMW eight hundred. I'm talking. <laughs> I'm talking. <laughs> Maybe in your world, $600 BMWs with titles just float around all the time, but not in my world. Not in the world I live in. That thing was dog-ass rough. Well, my question, though, is... I agree with you on that, but still... There might not have been $800 worth of parts left in I know. I disagree. I don't think you're a very good mechanic. I don't... I'm just going to say it now. I don't think... If you you looked at that bike and didn't say, I could get that running, then you're not a very good mechanic. I... So... Oh, I could get it running. How many? How much money do you want to spend on the pistons? <laughs> I have because that thing had wow. No, that thing then had no Phil chimes in. It. Phil chimes in with, "Well, you're going to have two thousand dollars in just getting that thing going." Yes. Oh, I yeah. totally agree. Oh, it was. Missing, have like, you seen the Johnny Mac it. formula? I have seen the Johnny Mac. The formula. Johnny Mac formula would not have spent two thousand dollars just well, getting that thing going. I <laughs> promise you, every I fucking swear to God, I'd have a hundred bucks in that bike, <laughs> and I'd fucking ride it around the world. So fuck you both. Well, what would that bike be You're worth me if, it, if it was running? Eight thousand dollars. That's it. No. Maybe. He needs another I one have, of those uh, drinks. One yeah. of I'm trying to figure. I'm still trying to figure out based on the pictures not, because they had the yellow. So it had the yellow two tone no, gas the, tank. It, the, it did not have a yellow it tank. Was it was it the was white. white the, tank, it but it rusted. White, turned it to yellow looking. It was the yeah. white tank with the red and the blue. But stripes. you're also sitting with the most foremost world expert in restoring gas tanks, and, and I the, would have restored that gas tank because I was going to say I did some research on the yellow gas the tank thing, BMW the, and I couldn't find it. Well, the bumblebees are the ones you. Oh, that was the joke. I was. I was. Joking, oh, yeah, no, no, the yeah. bumblebee but is the, the one you the I had already the sourced all the yeah. parts. I had but carburetors, I had a seat. <laughs> that's it, right there. All for well under $100. Right that's it. It didn't need new tires, they were fine. Oh, they were fine. <laughs> <laughs> the swing arm did, well, absolutely was not flaking with rust. <laughs> it was not the swing That'll arm, was come not, off with a little bit of steel wool. <laughs> It wasn't missing the carburetors and hadn't set under a watered down spell. Carburetors, <laughs> carburetors from China are like 30 bucks. I had a set of carbs picked out already for it. <laughs> You're a weak tit. <laughs> and not a very good mechanic. The, VM, the, the Chinese knockoff VM24s were on the way already. They were on the boat. <laughs> You're a weak tit. <laughs> Um, wow. When sleep is here, there's absolutely. really nobody. When a BMW <laughs> comes along, you need to sack up. Well, you know, that thing. I should have went know, harder. You know, <laughs> you talk about this, and uh, what's Parker? Parker missed out on a slash two while we were at uh, Nick the, DeVito had the balls to buy that bike. We you were, didn't. We were <laughs> we were at the uh, gentleman's ride, and he he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to go buy this slash two. And I said, "Well, I told him. I said, "Tom, you've been called many things, but gentleman's never been one." <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I'm not a member of that party. Do we? Do we think that? Do we? Uh, <laughs> hey, do you need anything? Do yes, we think there, that that's doing? a... I'm do good we, right now, Tom. Right. Did you think that was a 78 or a 79? Eh. I think they said it was a 78, but I don't I don't think so. I think it was a 79. 
Yeah, if I had to wager money on it, I think it was a 79. So it was probably pre-Nicaso, which means steel line cylinders, which means it was probably locked up. Well, I mean... <sighs> big deal, the cylinders stick right out the fucking side once right. you have to fucking take them off. <laughs> you a PD I mean, Jesus Christ, I mean, you act like that's a big deal. I was going to take the cylinders off before I even touched them. That's right. the first I mean, thing yeah. I was going to do. I wasn't even trying to... That, that 72 Instantly. I had, the first thing I did was I pulled the jugs. Yeah. Like, step one, it had a mouse living in the one cylinder. The other one was mostly okay. Only in Neanderthal would have done right. anything except pull right. the jugs on that. Uh, yeah, the but 70, that's probably what you would have done. Well, the yeah, you've seen, my, you've seen my ambassador, right? The 70, oh, I've seen the wonderful, <laughs> exquisite collection of motorcycles <laughs> you have in your garage. Bit the Mister punching down on me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I I do think that um, the trick with those those early bikes. I think one. I think that John's right that. It's not going to be expensive to get it to have proof of life. I think to make to make it go bang, 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 bang is going to be pretty easy. If those are bean can, I don't know. Because nope, the yeah, bean can right. ignition on those yeah. in later years was really corrupt. Pretty fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, it but probably I, would have started as soon as it came into my presence. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, on the, just on the animal magnetism. <clears throat> right. True. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Aren't you the Honda guy? Why are you talking about BMWs? Because anyway? because what he's into is that it was it was the cachet of a BMW at the price tag of a, of a wildfire. Yeah, like it was the price tag of a Chinese fucking disposable scooter from two thousand and seven with a goddamn title. There's only an upside to that purchase because right. it had a title. It had a any one piece of uh, yank the motor out and sell it to somebody for six hundred bucks. And because, it ultimately it ultimately went for eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Yep. Which yep. it would have been a fantastic. I mean, because you're talking. Four, I could have just. I don't care where I. I wouldn't. I actually would not have done much to that bike other than get it running frame. and ride it. I just as that. it is. I wanted it looking just like it looked. I wanted it scaly. Yep. I wanted. I wanted it to be a. And I wanted I've, to take it in the mud because yeah. it's a BMW dirt bike, having, which is not really. But it did win the win the Paris the car that having, bike. Having been down this exact road with, I would have loved off-roading BMWs. the shit out of that. I'd have got it all fucking muddy. <laughs> I'd have fucking duffed those heads into the fucking rocks and Peter shit. Bike the fuck out of it. I would have had fun with it. I'd have rode it around Mid Ohio. I'd have fucking burn it out. I'd fucking whatever. That would have been a fun bike. You, It'd have been a throwaway bike at eight hundred bucks. At eight hundred bucks. Make it fucking run and have fun. You you realize for the mid teens you can buy like a <laughs> running R eighty right. <laughs> Well, but here's the trick. They're worthless now. I don't have teens. I might have eight hundred bucks. Right, okay. and I, that's, I was willing that's to fair. go. I was willing to go seven hundred dollars because that's just what I have with loose money. Okay. Like so, and I did. Okay, so he was asking sixth, and then he contacted me back. Yeah. So this is the important part about the marketplace. And oh how it works. yeah, this is this is the bad part. And he said, "Hey, I got three guys who will give me six. I have one guy. He's the guy number one. He's he's offered me eight hundred. He's coming to get it. Right. And I didn't really want to go eight hundred, but I offered him seven hundred. I was going to do six fifty, well, but I it, said, "Can I go seven hundred and be second in line?" Let me be number two. When it, and when he it, said yes. When it turns into eBay, but eight hundred, but eight hundred came and picked it up for yeah. eight hundred. No, as soon as it turns into eBay, I'm out. <laughs> well, but, I was willing to go seven hundred. I was willing to go. Se- I was willing to do the prices right. I'll give yeah. you six hundred and one. Absolutely, and and best case scenario, a nineteen eighty one, right? R eighty GS on bring a trailer, 
$7,000, right? And that is arguably the nicest one you're ever going to see in your life. Yes, Who that's cares? That's the very top end of that Absolutely market. top end of the game. Understood. But here's- I would have been a tenth of that. Here's my argument. Do you guys, do you remember that black BMW R90 I had that had the weird um, New old, York- uh, That old clapped out one you had? Yeah. Yeah. The one that had the Nelson Day all-day saddle, right? The all-day saddle on it. The day-long, a day-long saddle on it. And it had all the touring shit. I took the big, giant Vetter windshield off of it. And I paid. Ruined it. Well, but that's. Ruined. Got it all back, right? So I had everything in boxes. I had the, the BMW side cases, locking side cases, and all that shit. And I took it all off. The starter kit. Mm-hmm. I did. And I took the day-long saddle, which was the most comfortable seat I'd ever sat on in my life on a motorcycle. But it looked ridiculous. It did look terrible on any motorcycle. They do. I took it off. And I took it off and I put a standard BMW saddle on it. And it's an R9. It's a 900cc bike. And I bought the thing. I put as small of amount of money as I could into it because it was a project bike. It was truly boxes of bike when I bought it. And I think... I might have had two grand into it all told when I was all done. And the funny thing was, I advertised it for five grand and I got no traction whatsoever. Nothing at all. Nobody was into it. eBay, nobody was into it. And I took the auction down. I retook my pictures and I listed it for 10 grand, $5,000 more. And then I laid out all the things like the Vetter fairing. I laid out the ridiculous boxes, the BMW boxes. I put everything in the picture, in the shot. And I said, you can either take it the way it is right now, bone stock the way it left the factory, or you can put all this better fairing touring shit on it. It's 10 grand as it is. I ended up getting eight grand for that bike, <laughs> yep. right? Because I underpriced it the first time. And it was a great running bike. That thing would hold 100 miles an hour, no problem. And we'd put new tires on it. We'd done all that fun stuff to it. One of the cylinders was completely destroyed. No big deal. It's a barrel and a fucking piston. It's the easiest oh, yeah. bike in the world to change a cylinder on. Yeah. It's super sweet. The, the motor, the air box, which is under its whole separate cover, was full of animals. Full of animals. It was the most full of animals I'd ever <laughs> seen a motor in my life. I was going to pod filter this shit. You can. Well, there's no reason not to. But China carbs and spots. But even filters. as yeah, bad as you're using VMs, yeah. But even as bad as mine was, it wasn't that hard to to resurrect the bings that were on it. Yeah, you know, well, you can buy bings. I it mean, was not pretty fucking easy, honestly. Yeah. No, because yeah. the only ones that are worth any money are the pumpers. The pumpers. So but, but, but with my, with my <laughs> bike, <laughs> but we don't know that there wasn't a box of parts that That's had the seat true. and the carburetors oh. and everything else with it. Who That's knows true. what the eight hundred dollar guy got? So he John's have point, had the actual certificate right. from the Paris Dakar. <laughs> <laughs> this one actually won. It was marshaled. But John's idea. Are you sure though, it didn't? I don't know. We don't know. So you didn't do buy we it. don't know? You do were hundred dollars short. That, do we think that the guy that bought that bought it for eight, or did the guy buy it for seven? Do we know? The, well, you don't. You don't know because yeah. he was the eight hundred dollar guy, and he came in hard and said, "I'll give you eight hundred for." Of course it. he did, and he showed up. He right. won the first place spot. Yep. He could have showed up and said, "Oh, exactly. This isn't what I thought it was." Right. I'll tell you what. I, I'm okay. gonna. I'll give you seven, or I'm going to walk. Yep. So, so a couple of weeks. And he ago, could have got it for seven. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. A, a That's month. why I say fuck all that. When you see something you want at the right price, oh. just do whatever you have to do to get that address and That's go fair. see it. Because tell of, them I'll buy it, 
uh, short of Ben mowing him the money. Oh, well, yeah. But I, I, I've got cash. Said. I can come. When are you available? Give me the address. I'm going to say nothing. Go hard right off the bat. Nothing has the power of being there in the physical premises in the vehicle. Yeah. Asking to see the title. Asking to see the keys. Asking to see it kick through. Right? Whatever. Doing those normal things that anybody would ask. But being there and holding up the dollar bills. Yep. And holding up the money. Not being a time waster. Right. Because I can assure you, you know, that guy had a lot of people pulling his dick because it's a $600 listing for a BMW with a title. Yeah. That guy had people clawing at his dick. (coughs) The Triumph I went and looked at, exact same thing. That guy was so frustrated after three days. After three days on the internet, he was fucking piss and vinegar pissed off. When I showed up and I looked at the bike, I did what you did. I didn't negotiate. I didn't try to knock him down. I didn't try to knock him down. He's like, I got another guy who wants to give me 2500 Is he in the building already? He's not in the building right now, Is right he, here? He's standing right behind you. He's not here right now because I am, and I have $2,250, which is exactly what you asked for. Yep. I ended up getting the bike. I got an extra set of BMW hard cases with the mounting brackets that he didn't tell me about when he initially listed the goddamn thing. Or, I'm sorry, Triumph. Triumph cases. Yeah. With cute little Spitfire stickers on them and whatever. That's adorable. I got an extra seat. I got a touring seat. And I got an extra windshield. Oh, we're going to need that seat. We are going to need that seat. Yeah. Yeah. So, long and short of it is, John is absolutely right. Be willing. Yeah, I know. To promise. Well, be willing to promise the 800 bucks. Yeah. When he says, I got a guy coming tomorrow for 800, say, no, you got a guy coming tonight for 800. I'll be there in 20 minutes. I'm sure you're like me. You don't even get involved with something. No. That doesn't look like you'd buy it for what they're asking. I I look at all kinds of shit. Right. I don't get interested. I don't get excited about anything where it's like, oh, fuck, I'd give him exactly what he's paying for right fucking now. Oh, yeah. It's a screaming deal. It's got to be a steal. Well, marketplace. If it's a steal, then I get excited yeah, and then I'll go and I will fucking buy it if I really want to buy it or I won't talk to him at all. You wouldn't you wouldn't have even called that guy had the if that bike was listed for 1400. Yeah. Absolutely you not. You wouldn't have called him. No. You wouldn't have called him. No way. But if it was listed for 800, I might if, not have called him. If they had put, It was it was actually, difficult for me to offer him 700. It was li- it was <laughs> it, it was I only listed. offered him 700 more than he was asking for because <laughs> Nick DeVito was pretty hard. He's it, like, oh, yeah. I, 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 I. It was listed I'm at like, eight. Well, I'll go look at it, and I'll buy it for seven. If I can get it for 700 and then if I'm like, nee, It was listed at I eight, would, and Nick, he cut Nick, if you're listening, down. I would have punted it off to you for 700 if it was a turd. <laughs> and I, I don't have a problem telling Nick that. Yeah. Because I think Nick could handle a turd. He would have been like, Nick was already like, I'm going to fuel inject that motherfucker. <laughs> and I, that's, why, that's why I love Nick. I think that when we're talking about buying motorcycles, and by the way, the demand was high enough that we're gonna work, I'm going to work with Sleepy, and we are going to do a video about how to buy a motorcycle. I mean, we all understand we're cutthroats. We're vampires. It's fine, but it's fine. again, what we saw this year at Mid-Ohio was despicable. The passion is gone. The technique is gone. Yeah. All the guys that have gray beards that could teach us a thing or two aren't there anymore. 
We need more Larry. Yeah, I know. We need more Larry Newberries there. Anybody listening to this podcast should have a fucking recipe for success. That's right. That's exactly right. Why and would you be listening to us failures then? We need to be listen. We need to have. We need to tell people the right way because the right well, way is not. I see a thing I want on Facebook Marketplace. I see it's listed for $8,000. I offer $3,000. No. That is not the right way to do it. No. And if you if you say it worked for me three times, out of the 5,000 times you tried it, that's a success rate that isn't even in the margins of error. If you would do it the right way, your success rate would be so much higher. I mean, I I'll give Steve Knievel some credit. He's mm-hmm. not here. Yeah, he might make it here someday. He's doing pretty well for anybody out there on podcast listening. <laughs> he's actually maybe going to return to work pretty soon. Right. Good. I, right. I saw him yeah, yeah. a couple days ago. He's yep. walking. He's walking. I can't believe it. It's he nothing walked, short of he's amazing. He's walking pretty good. Yeah. He was. He was like, I got twenty five hundred steps in. The, the fact day. that the grumpy sewer guy got more steps in a day than I did. And he doesn't have a spleen. Mm. That's impressive. He's doing very well, and he's very it's excited impressive. about getting back to work. And Hell yeah. Because he misses it and everything. I'm sure and he I, does. Yeah. And I think he's driving his wife crazy and vice, <laughs> and, and vice versa and yep. everything like that. Yep. But, and I do look forward to having him back and everything. But he does it the best way. He does. Because he's not doing, I mean, he's does, he does marketplace plenty. Mm-hmm. But most of the best deals he's got. Or just word of mouth. Everybody knows he likes motorcycles. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows he wants motorcycles. People he works with, family, friends, everybody. And when I was really into motorcycles and I had some business cards that I would just pass out to people, those paid off in spades. Mm-hmm. Just like it wasn't, it never made it to Marketplace. It was never on eBay. It was, they hey, call call you first. They'd call me. They'd be like, hey, you... A friend of mine told me you really like motorcycle, old motorcycles. I've got one in the garage. I'm like, oh, what is it? How much... A lot of them were turds. I've got a nin- I've got a Nighthawk. I want way too much money for it. No, no, no. But some of them were fantastic, and some of them I fucked up. Phil, you know the one I fucked up was the one of the ones I fucked up it was a CB four fifty. The guy would have sold it to me for three hundred dollars. Yeah. It was immaculate, but I was too stupid. I told him how to adjust the clutch. Was <laughs> oh, I was too much of a nice guy. That's where I'm a sap. I'm a little yeah. bit, but I didn't want to fuck him over. You know what I mean? I showed him how to adjust the clutch, and it was able to kick over and. His son had actually blown it up, then rebuilt it, and but they couldn't figure out that they had fucked up the clutch adjustment. I'm like, well, now that we've, he probably got, hopefully he got to run it. That's but good knows, karma, Johnny. Who knows? Someday that bike might come back to me, and they'll be like, hey, we never good got that karma, running. Baby. We never got that running. If you still want it, come get it for 300 bucks. I don't know, you know. But really, it's it's just putting yourself out there as somebody who wants to buy bikes. I've oh, watched yeah. John. Steve, Steve gets free bikes and shit he like does. that all the time. I've watched John fix bikes that we were looking at buying that John and I were like, all right, Phil, I'll take the ankles. You take the wrists. And we went into the booth. Like one of us is going to end up with that bike. And John and I have been doing this for a long time. There's no doubt when, when we come into your booth that if we want something, it's going to be a thing. And I watched John fix a guy's bike. And that guy be like, took the plate off the headlight, turned 800 into 1600 while we were standing there. And I was like, wow, okay. I might not have done that, right? But it works out. John's very generous with his time. 
at Mid-Ohio this year, I think John got 11 bikes running for people that wandered up. And John was in a full-on sweat. And when people came up and they're like, yeah, man, this bike ain't running. Can I talk to the Honda Whisperer? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I mean, the gimp's off the clock, right? Wake him up. Uh, but John has always been, he's always been the guy who's like, he takes it as a personal challenge to get these fucking bikes running. Always. I think a good mechanic has an insatiable desire yeah. to fix the fuck out of it. Absolutely. Phil. Absolutely. You put me on a clock. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. said, if you yeah. don't fix it within X number of minutes. X number of times. Then, <laughs> you, then you're done and we're, we're just going to go back to drinking. That's exactly right. <laughs> I literally told Tom, if there's, I'm, I'm not letting you put any more than 20 minutes into yep. this. Because we're here to party. <laughs> we're here to have a good time. 20 so, minutes. If it's not fixed in 20 minutes. Fucking walk away from it and start drinking again. Because I, I'm so careful about people's time because it's worth more than you can pay them for, right? I, I'll never be able to get back time I've lost at any price. But if John enjoys doing it. But John apparently likes doing hobby, it. hobby, then go for right. it. Absolutely. I mean, it's amazing. Oh, you enjoyed it, right? It's amazing. It's what I'm there for. It's amazing. Man. I mean, I can still get fucked up and fix bikes. Yep. I know. Sure. Been, you've been proving that to me for 25 years. <laughs> there is no doubt that is absolutely fantastically true. That might be, uh, that might be the new shop logo. Oh, my Get God. Get fucked up and fix bikes. That's kind of why I started the business. I thought it'd be smoking, smoking cigarettes, drinking beers, and working on bikes. I didn't realize nope, I was a little bit wrong. There was work. There was work involved. It turns out all the things that aren't smoking cigarettes, drinking beer, and working on bikes actually take the vast majority of the time yeah finance that's, i've been trying to do the you same should have stuck with being just a mechanic that's i know this is this is why i always have a manager right right well that's if why i don't I, have a manager i don't pay my bills the manager is the worst bike in the no. worst job in the fucking no. world so the uh we're we made the decision that we're going to barber so podcast yep. listeners don't yep. know that yet so we've made the commitment that we're going to the barber uh, I'm kind of making the commitment that yeah. I, I want to get banned from Barber. <laughs> <laughs> it usually As involves, a representative it usually of AMA Vintage Days. Yes. As an unofficial representative. Unofficial repre hey, you know, they don't know about the bourbon fairy there. No, they don't. No, they, they don't. I'm pretty sure they will after this year. Yeah. <clears throat> this, this is going to require all new song from Sleepy. We're looking for ideas for sort of remote control, like, Sort of mm. not quite terrorist. I mean, acts, Sleepy Sleepy is a drone expert. We could just stuff that could go off and <laughs> us not be tied to it. What do they call it? The Wi-Fi finger, the remote finger. There's just a thing on Amazon you can buy that hooks up to Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Yeah, it's just a button, and it's just a button presser. <laughs> it literally you, it can run your 1983 tape deck. You hook it. You you stick it to the front of it, and then from whatever distance you want to be away, or via Wi-Fi or online Bluetooth, Bluetooth, you can literally just say. Press, press that button. button and it'll turn on the lights in your 1893 barn. Like as long as it's a button that needs pressed mechanically. I mean, I can get a free stereo system and set it up somewhere and plug it in and just have it turn on and play like loud music. Well, now remember Whenever, anything oh, after 830. Who, did, who in the, did this? Anything after 830 in the evening and, and it will get you uh tut tut it out. No, <laughs> it, it won't if I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. 
If it's just yeah. somehow happening. We are trying to sleep. It is 745 in the evening. <laughs> I have had that yelled at me. So the finger by... Granted, that was when Fire J was doing naked burnouts to the... Uh, to the showers and back, so the finger bot costs thirty dollars. I feel like if you find the furthest reaches, go camp in the campsite all the way in the corner. Dean corner. probably knows where these are at. There's got to be some place yeah. where it's like, uh, and I, I don't even think it's that hard. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's that. Like hard. I have seen people singing "Kumbaya" around a campfire up there when I went. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it's still a thing. Yeah, it's still a motorcycle thing. I think. Uh, yeah. The remote finger is this. this <laughs> I, at first, when I heard that there was a remote finger, or AKA a finger bot, um, I thought the finger bot. <laughs> I'm afraid to do that search because <laughs> exactly. I kind of have an idea You're where that end up in the darkest exactly. reaches of Pornhub. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So that's called yeah. a finger bot. You did find the horse porn a couple of weeks ago, so probably in the same search. Allegedly. That was not for podcast consumption. We talked about it. And I have served my one week of porn time out, so we'll not speak of this. Yeah, the finger bot, the finger bot is a thing. And yeah, the finger bot is a real thing. And the finger bot does exactly what you think the finger bot does is it no, presses. No, it probably doesn't. It fingers. It presses a button. It fingers anything you want it to. I love this whole idea that you can do an adhesive thing and just put a, a remote control finger. A remote control finger. I mean, honestly, where I work, that could revolutionize everything. Yeah, but aren't you you union? Like, uh, yeah, I'm not at the plant, but I want to turn something on. Just like... Exactly. Press the button. Yes. Because I literally have had to drive... To press all one button. To, all the way out to the plant to press one button. To press one And then button. turn around and go home. Yeah. Now, I kind of feel yeah. the, the future of this <laughs> is actually a thing kind of robot where it's all the fingers right, and, a, right, right. and a walkable hand uh-huh. that you can control over Wi-Fi so that it can press all the buttons. But right now, I'm okay with... Tom, I'm okay with $30. It's like plain Yeah. I'm okay with $30 to press one button so that I don't have to be there to detonate the questionable thing, right? So I don't have to be there to press the button I mean, on the Estes rocket launcher. Right. Right. <laughs> Fan- Fantastic. I'll drink one of these. You'll drink a Bud Light? Hell yeah, you'll drink a Bud Light. I'll drink a Bud Light with pride. Well, now that the boycott is over. You know, you should your throw a little bit of the flag fly. That clamato in there. Hey, if you want... I'm just going to drink yeah, this beer. Drink it. I'm not going to pay attention to what kind of beer it is because I don't normally drink anyway. it. So, guys, speak, since we're talking about Johnny Mac and Johnny Mac's certain pro- proclivities. Yeah, you, should, you really should be more concerned about that. Well, it came up today at the shop, John. Okay. So, what came up today at the shop. Mm-hmm. Remember when you were talking about the Yamaha Bolt? I was not talking I about we were the, talking about Bolt. No, you're mixed up. Am I? What were you usual. talking about? I was uh, talking about the Yamaha XCR. That's the. I hey, wait a minute. I, I want to throw uh, something out there. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I, I mean, got lost. I mean, the Bolt's okay. I mean, I tried. But to it's tr- no Suzuki Intruder. I tried to trade for one of those a while back. <laughs> I wanted to throw something out there. Yeah, go ahead, John. Go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Tom. There was a. There, there <laughs> Bill, was a, Jim, Fred. On Facebook Marketplace, there's a, an airplane for sale um, by Yevgeny Prokosian. 
<laughs> oh, cheap. It's uh, available. No, um, it wasn't. I don't know if it was the XCR. It was the other one. It wasn't the Bolt. SCR? It was uh, SCR. SCR yeah, or whatever yeah, the SCR. one. Yeah. It's the SCR. It's sort of a derivative of the Bolt, yeah. but it's, it's more it's, retro. It's, it's the kind nine, of, the 950 SCR. I, I know I would say it's cooler than the Bolt, but you'd say, well. well it's kind of, no, actually, I like the 950 SCR. There's yeah. there's one on marketplace right now on. No, you're right though. You're absolutely right. I was just I was you know because I'm a cheap ass, yeah, yeah. and I was looking at these. And I'm like, it's a good looking bike for the price that you could get right. them well, for. It's, it's a flat tank V twin cruiser. Mm. But well, it wasn't wasn't. Well, no, because it was sort of like a really, power. It was kind of a standard. It was like a retro standard. It's yeah. they took a bolt and tried to make it look better, and it wasn't very expensive. And all the reviews say it's not very good in performance. It has no ground clearance. It's this. It's that. It's whatever. Right, but I just thought—I mean, just visually—I like the way it yeah, looks. No, I—I I have toyed with the idea of buying one of those for a long. Like, I tried to trade a guy one time for my—he had—he wanted a KLR, and I had a KLR, and I went, "Well, <laughs> here you go." And he's like, "Well, not the KLR I was looking for." I'm like, "Dude, it has everything." What and I know I'm want? the Honda Whisperer. Yeah, it's but right there. Yamaha is my definitely my second. I don't know. I—I I totally I, agree I, with anymore, you. I really, I kind of. I, yeah. I'm Honda Kawasaki. I'm just I'm more of the Japanese whisperer. I'm so angry right now at that that Triumph that Triumph 1200 Scrambler Steve McQueen edition. I am so angry at that motorcycle. What did it do to you, John? Where did it touch you, John? It confuses me. God damn it! I'm not surprised. It confuses me. It confuses me. There are things on the screen that don't mean what they're supposed to mean. I didn't even look at the screen, but it was I was already confused. It's a confusing fucking motorcycle. Well, it's only, it only takes six steps to start it. Confucius say, don't buy a Steve McQueen replica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I got to say. Oh, wow. There's one for 3500 Where is Jonasburg? I was, Jonasburg. I was riding that big, oh, beautiful Tennessee. fucking motorcycle the other day. It does look great. I won't, I won't take that away. It looks that. great. Oh, it's not a- uncomfortable to ride. Once it's you relatively fast. It starts okay. That's not a problem. You got all that figured out. I got that figured out. Figured out. But what I got a problem with is uh, I, I was trying to determine how many miles I had till empty. And then I was trying to... De- well, first thing, it Bluetooth pairs to no device I've ever owned. I tried my Apple device. I tried my uh, Android device. You know I have a $20 Bluetooth yeah. karaoke mic that'll... Yeah, that'll pair, pair to, to anything. Pair it'll to pair to triumph. people's phones that you don't want it to. Yeah. Not this one. I tried my so I'm about to I'm about to show my race. I'm about to. Uh oh. I tried it with my Senna helmet. Mm. It did not pair. Big spender. Because I have a Senna helmet. Didn't pay for it. Got a Senna helmet for free. Not gonna say how I did it, but I did it. Hopefully it was a dead guy. That happens. It happens. I got a I got a cardo. It didn't pair with the cardo. Hmm. Yeah. I got a cheap eBay piece of shit Bluetooth headset thing for my helmet. Wouldn't pair with that either. Hmm. I tried my Android. Wouldn't pair with the Android. Well, it would pair with the Android, but it wouldn't do with the things it said it was doing. Wouldn't pair with the iPhone. Wouldn't do the things it said it was doing. Did you try setting it to metric? Do you know what it... (laughs) I couldn't. I tried. (laughs) You know what it paired to? My $39 Bluetooth piece of shit fake-ass Android watch off of eBay. It paired to that, great, but it can't do anything with it. Mm. And the speaker in the watch is virtually unhearable <laughs> when you're riding a motorcycle. What does it broadcast to you, the sound of the engine? No, no, it's supposed to, like, 
go into your Tell playlist you of you know Spotify oh. and be able to advance to the next song or raise the volume or lower the volume through your cans, through your speakers in your head in your helmet. But it's not. It won't stop talking to my goddamn watch. Okay, I'm growing weary with this discussion. Exactly. So was I. So I'm riding the motorcycle, and instead of enjoying the ride of the motorcycle, I'm stabbing at buttons all over the fucking place, trying to get it to do what I want it to do, and it won't do any of the goddamn things. So that's that. So anyway, but the reason I brought this up is I had a customer call me today, as okay. I do, and the customer happened to have a, a, a Yamaha Star Bolt, the R-Spec, whatever oh, that means. Oh, okay. And uh, it had been lightly crashed. You know, the Bolt is probably the new equivalent of the XS650. Uh. I've had people tell me that the Bolt was such a good replica of the Harley Davidson Sportster mm-hmm. that it sucked in the same way the Sportster sucked, Don't. but a little more, a little more Yamaha. So it was like Yamaha nailed the Sportster so good that the rear suspension was inadequate, the cornering clearance was inadequate, the Check. ride. Like they said that Check. everything that anybody had a complaint about. Not the most current 2023 Yamaha, I'm sorry, Sportster, but you know, the, the previous generation. Every other one. So that Yamaha had gone out of its way to clone the Sportster and did such a goddamn good job. Too good, in fact. There you go. Why bother buying a Sportster? You can have the same terrible experience on a Yamaha 950. Yeah, right? but I can, I can buy a Sportster for $3,000 worth of meth. Well, my friend, you can buy a Bolt at my shop for $1,500 worth of meth. Weehaw. The SCR? Not the SCR. No. No. The Bolt R-Spec. The R-Spec. Yeah, right, the Bolt R-Spec. Which doesn't have, which isn't kind of a flat It's scene. not it's kind of a, a cafe scene. racer. Yeah. Right? It's not a cafe. That's the SCR that John likes. Yeah, it looks yeah, yeah. a little bit no, like no, a cafe. Look it looks cool. a little bit like a TT yeah. if you squint. Right? But, it's mint. But yeah, if you but squint, it's, it's mint. It's squint, it's right. mint. But that's the Bolt. And a customer called me today that uh, was uh, experiencing, and we're going to talk about this. But I mean, any fool, yeah, who wanted to spend, who was looking to buy a bike, needed bike. just a good like. I just need a bike. I don't want to spend a whole lot yeah. of money. For your, are you you got it for fifteen, or you're selling it for fifteen? Uh, I haven't got it yet. Oh, it's coming tomorrow for review. <laughs> you're thinking about it. Well, it's he wants three. What level in this um, deal hierarchy is it? Is it one, two, three, four, or five? Are we going up or down? Well, this I'm assuming this is kind of at the bottom and we're going up. So we're at about a level two right now. So this is open. Tomorrow when they show up with the bike mm-hmm. and the title and the keys. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And no lean. Yeah. This is, this is all important stuff. And he told me there's $1,500 worth of damage on it from where he laid it, laid it down last year. Okay. And he, and he sent me the I, insurance. I mean, by Tom's standard, he should give it to you. He sent me the insurance by Tom's report. For it, and it's got eighteen hundred miles on it. So I'm very interested to see one what shows up at my shop tomorrow. You never know. Two, he knows that it needs fifteen hundred dollars worth of work. At least Progressive Insurance said so. And and three, which buddy one fifty wants? <laughs> well, I don't even think honestly, Tom. I think I think we need to recalibrate mm-hmm. our sights, and that's why I'm saying it. If you think that we are still up here with the cycle pricing. What year is that bolt? What year is that bolt? Uh, 2015. Well, okay, so... Seven years old. I'm not going to talk about Blue Book or anything, but in, I'm just going to pull out of my ass. There's no way that's a $2,500 bike right now. 
Well, it's it, without any damage. Low retail with no damage. They're low retail. They're saying 4K according to JD Power, and they're That's saying ambitious 5300, yeah. right? And KBB's coming in at about the same number. I think that what has happened, my friends, is JD Power and KBB, the two people who do this, uh, JD Power used to be known as Nada. Those two people have just now got the memo that bikes were out of control last year yeah. and the year before that. And so JD Power and KBB are up here right now. Yeah. Now, just to let everybody know, yep. my uh, value estimation theory uh-huh. will totally change once we go from buying this bike to selling it. Hell just yeah, so you know. baby. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. But oh, it's, yeah. Also, it's also going to be a little bit more repaired. But, you know, you're, you're hitting something here because the, the car market's doing so the if you same take thing. 15, if you take $1,500 off my $2,500 estimate, oh. that's your credit towards whatever next endeavor you're going to take Because Exactly right. You know, years ago, and I say years ago like it was ages ago when we were young and we were, we were on all the other crazy stuff, but 10, 15 years ago, bikes, were, bikes had bottomed out. You could buy anything you wanted for $2,500. Right. Didn't matter what it was. Tom, I haven't been young for 35 <laughs> years. But, you know, bike prices kind of went crazy for a bit, just like car prices. They went they went insane where you can you couldn't touch anything for less than three. And now you're looking at an oversaturation of horrible. Well, I shouldn't say horrible. Not very great bikes. You know, for a while, the CTX, I was looking at a NT, what is it, NC700X a NC while ago. NC700X. But the, the CTX, mm-hmm. the, cru- the not quite cruiser version of the Honda Twin, since we were talking about We all early. had it at the shop. We had it at the shop. And I let everybody ride it. You Chris could, rode it. John rode could, it. Everybody rode it. You could buy them yep. brand new left yep. over for yep. $2,700 off a, off a cycle trader. Like every Honda dealer in America was trying to give them away. Then yep. COVID hit. Yeah. And the price jumped. All went up to five grand. Yeah, yep. they all went up to five grand. And every now, single one of them. And now they're back on marketplace yep. for thirty seven hundred dollars and not yep. moving because who wants a CTX? Well, I really like the five grand. I tell you what, COVID money. I agree with you, Tom, yeah. on this one thing only. On this one thing only. <laughs> that that CTX, I hate it. I don't really like the way it looks at all. But damn, it's they're so cheap. But what they are, my, it's just like. Yeah. My underling bought one. The only, the only thing my. I can say is I saw one that had some like uh, yeah. touring bags on it. Like, yeah. Hard, yeah, it actually. Oh, that's the NV version. It didn't look awful. The, yeah, but I mean, just think like you know what? Uh, this summer I'm a school teacher. Oh yeah, and I'm going to spend three months riding across the country. Abs- what bike could I buy that I could just be a throwaway disposable yep. bike? Yep, that bike would be perfect. My, just go fucking ring the tits one, off of it. One of my underlings, he bought one brand new after his Savage blew up. And he rode it immediately to Sturgis and did the whole thing. He has put 35,000 miles on that bike. Yeah. And has been dead, perfectly stock, reliable. Ride it like... Do a, not buy the CTX. Buy the NCX. Ride it like a passport. Throttle on, throttle off. Full throttle, yep. nothing. Just yep. give it full throttle all the time. Who cares? Yep. That is... Buy that, an NC700. I have, I have tried to buy one of those for seven years now. Dude, I wanted that bike. I had such a fucking hard-on oh, yeah. for that, that bike when is it came out. the same frame as the CTX. And then I yep. rode it. You can buy it as a manual. Yep. And we talked about this in the podcast before. It's everything you've ever loved about a diesel engine. Yep. It cannot riff. Yep. I need to release the extra 3,000 RPMs that takes the red line from the, 7 to 10. The That's f- the only problem. The it's 500 just, comes in like a like a, a Honda racing theme, and it's really amazing. If it goes to 10,000 RPM, I, I can't have a Honda <laughs> so, that will not rev the 10,000 RPM. It's just not I don't want it. I have nothing. 
Like I'm ruined. <laughs> I cannot have a bike that can't rev to ten grand. If you can't rev to ten grand, but they were they're literally you can't be with that me. Is literally a <laughs> Honda. It is literally a Honda generator motor. They will run forever at like three thousand RPM. Okay. So uh, the reason I brought this up. Here's the reason I brought this up. This is believe it or not, there was a method to my fucking madness. All right. So with the case of that. With the case of the uh, 950cc Yamaha oh, Bolt, yeah, yeah, it's a V-twin. It's this side of a thousand cc's. It's yeah. got ABS. Um, it's got fuel injection. It's all those things. It has less than two thousand miles on it. It would okay? be a great bike for a lot of people. Oh yeah. How I know the party's over, and that we are in the fucking hangover phase, is right in front of you right now. Because that bike has got brand new tires, brand new brake pads. What's the price on it? I, I don't got my spec. $2,500 asking. Yeah, that's oh about right. $2,500 asking. That's cheaper than a lot of Chinese scooters. I, I tried to buy one at twenty. How many miles on it? 30,000. Yep. Guess where it's located? Steubenville. No. Stupidville. No. Where? East Palestine. No. <laughs> that's why he's getting rid it's of it. It's pretty close to East Palestine. I'll give you that. But the, the long and short of it, I mean, not oh, for nothing. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Not for nothing. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. The party's over, guys. Last year, stimmy checks. I will say it. I will say it again. For the past two years, the past three years, since COVID hit, I don't know. I've been going to work every fucking day. But apparently, right. But apparently, a lot of people have been working from home. They have time to go ride their motorcycles in the metro parks. Riding motorcycles is social distancing. They told their wives that. They had a stimulus check. They had two stimulus checks. They had three stimulus checks. It's a lot of stimulation. It's a hell of a lot of stimulation. They went out and they bought shit. Motorcycles went apeshit because if you went to Johnny K's Power Sports, if you went to Kennedy's, if you went to any of these places, you went into a showroom that used to have 175 bikes in it. It had three bikes in it and they were all CF Motos. Okay, that was it. I know I went to all of them. They were selling the bikes that they couldn't sell before. And if somebody said, I want to buy that new whatever the fuck it is bike and I have a trade in. Well, what's your trade in? Oh, my trade in is a 2013 Honda NC 700 with a clean title. A boom. I'll give you five thousand dollars for that. A boom is never followed by another boom. No, it's followed by a goddamn bust. Yeah. And that's what we're in right now. Parties over, hangover set in. So this particular bike, an NC700, which I know something about, um, these bikes are actually decent bikes once you get past the diesel engine. It's a fantastic It's got bike. a frunk. Sleepy's owned one of these. Yeah. Hoffert's owned one of these. It's I've owned one of these. It's a fantastic bike. It's a Honda. It's a good bike. I mean, come on. But here's the one thing I want to call your attention to. That price is actually a fair price yeah has anybody done anything to like make it like unlock the seventh level or something like that i mean like, oh. oh to make that motor turn come on it, it's got to be capable of it no because everybody who bought it is just as boring as that fucking motor is, right right it's it's the honda fit of motorcycles it is the honda it literally fit. is the honda it is fit the honda fit of motorcycles that's absolutely right and and yeah. can't we just grind off the a corner of the cdi you and, know. And, and unleash an extra ten thousand rpm like a kimco like an agility <laughs> please 
and they're please they're yeah. they're built so that you pretty much have to pry like just just like a primavera dash you have to pry the whole thing apart very delicately. i've owned a bunch of these i've owned these and like a, but my point being is yeah. this this right here is evidence that the party's over folks if you said the market's high i'm gonna sell my motorcycle now this week you missed it it's over now if your only source of information is cycle trader you're fucked because cycle trader is dominated by dealers who pay premium to get their ads listed near the top yep can you do a search for verses? I sure can. I know. I'm you know, sorry for being so no, no, me-centric no, about no. that. Because when I look at that bike, I realize that I literally like that bike, but then I ended up buying a Versys, and a Versys is probably way better than that bike. Way better. You know, you know I'm going to... And gonna I know one. it's giving up 50 cc's, but it's still probably way better. I'm, I'm going to do more one better, Phil, as far as, a, as far as a weight goes, because we already talked about BMWs earlier. Prices for L1200GX hex heads have cratered they have dropped out i had a guy trying to trade one in the other day yeah bmw gts yeah bmw hex heads they are worth nothing oh yeah they are worth nothing they because the news got out the abs systems are fucked the traction control systems are fucked yep and if you don't have a bmw 911 tool yep you got to go to the dealer, which means an oil change is three hundred and fifty dollars. Yep. And everybody who owned one that bought it at a premium said, "There's a flashing red light on my dashboard that says I can't ride my bike today." Yep. And the dealer that you call down the street that says, "So what year's your bike?" And then when you tell him what year your bike is, he's going to say, "I'm sorry, I don't work on that." Yep. So a very expensive, extremely high performance motorcycle that you own, nobody will touch it. And I get five calls a week to work on K bikes and L bikes and LT bikes and all these BMWs that are wonderful, high oh, performance, oh, cool yeah. motorcycles. Yeah. But you can bet your if, fucking ass I ain't working on a if, fucking one of them. Well, that's the funny part is if I were still in New Orleans, that would be my week. No, but, but that would not I'm be like, my week. No, thank fuck you. that shit. Now, that is knowing, some bullshit. Knowing yeah. that hex heads have cratered, I'm like, well, I could buy an R1200. Anybody could. <laughs> Anybody could. Because I'm yeah. I'm the stupid guy that will replace an ABS pump. Oh, are you doing the Versi thing? I oh, am, yeah. John. Take, take care of your business, bud. The cheapest Versi we can get. Well, but that's kind of, I'm, I'm sorry. That's a 30,000 mile bike, so. Right, I mean, right. I'm kind of fucking you over on this one. Oh, thank you. Well, <laughs> so, but to prove a point, to prove my point, honestly. Oh, well, I mean, that's right. what you should. Right. All right. So let me let me let me make sure we got that out there. All you right. So let's go. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so to tell you how fucking screwed up Cycle Trader is, if you pull up verses on Cycle Traders, there is a 2011, 11. That's a fucking 12 year old verses for forty six hundred bucks on Cycle Trader, and that is some bullshit. I pull it up right there. It's a red one. It's a 2011. It's got the old school, ugly, uh, what do they call that? The Punisher headlight? It's, got, it's the old <laughs> one, right? So it's the old one. 8,500 miles, clean title. No shit. Yoshimura license plate mount. Ooh, you got a Yoshimura license plate mount? Well, let me suck your dick now. All right. Aftermarket exhaust. Baffle is removable. Sergeant seat. I don't give a fuck. That's a 12 or 13-year-old Versi 650, and you're asking 4,600 bucks for it? Suck my dick. When a brand new one, fully loaded, 
is 8,800. Brand new leftover 2022. Okay, so that's some bullshit. We get into a 2008 sport touring, 2008 Versys, okay, that is a private seller. And it only has 2,300 miles, and it's 6,600 bucks. Uh, John, I believe I charged you less for the bike I sold you that was newer. Um, you get into a 2008 for 5,500 bucks. I went, I, when you guys are looking at these, um, when you're looking at the Cycle Trader ads, I want to remind you to look at to the top left hand corner of the listing. And see where it says the word premium. If you spend a little extra money when you put your bike up on Cycle Trader, it will move it to the top of the listing. So much so that if you pay enough money, sometimes a bike that isn't even a Kawasaki Versys will appear in the top of oh, the search yeah. results. That always makes me okay? really irate. Now, this is our first listing that is not a premium listing. Okay, and that's where you should start. When you yeah. go to Cycle Trader, yeah. scroll past all of the premium listings. Do not pay attention to premium listings because they are going to be artificially put at the top of the search results. Get to your first non-premium listing. Here you're going to find, and this is what John wants to hear about yeah. when he comes back from the bathroom. We'll talk about it. All right. When, when you get to your very first non-premium listing, you're going to see... A 2015 Versys LT, which means it's got the ABS, it's got all the stuff. Uh, honestly, I think this is the bike that I sold. Mine's a 2014 and it does have ABS. Right. So this is a 2015, John. I think this is the one that I had in my shop because it has the Kawasaki top case, the Kawasaki side bags, and it has the extra windshield for a windshield, the wind and deflector. You said you were going to give me those eventually. I don't Someday. I don't know what happened, right? So... I think this is the bike that I used to have, and it's 4500 bucks, right? That's a goddamn good price, and it's a reasonable price. It's got 13,542 miles on it. That's a hell of a good value. 4500 bucks for a Versys 650 with all the Kawasaki bags on it and an extra tall windshield. That's solid. That's solid fucking... That's a solid deal right there. Um, you look at the older ones... The Punisher headlight ones, you're going to be looking at about 3500 bucks. Hell, there's one on here for six for 1950 bucks. So, you know, you can get them cheap. And a Versys for 1950 bucks is a sore dick deal. You're not going to get hurt on that. No how, no way. Uh, you're going to have a good time with that bike. But the uh, the 2015, there's another one I found for uh, 1500 or 4800 bucks. So, the Versys is a good example, but it's also a great example of the parties fucking over. And those bikes were selling for... I, I frankly am surprised that big those money. prices are so high. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a 4800 That's a $4,800 uh, 2015. Because at the end of the day, I mean, there's a gajillion Versys out there. A gajillion Versys. Right. I don't think the price is going to go anywhere but down. But if you got $3,250, you got $3,250, you can walk in the door and buy one. Right? How many miles on that one? That was twenty eight thousand miles for thirty two fifty. Now it's an old one. It's a two thousand twelve. Yeah, two thousand twelve. I feel like I got an okay deal. You know, the wow. guy that sold it to you kind of took advantage of you a little bit. Right. I didn't get fucked. Just a tip. Right. Just a tip. 
Just the tip. Just, just, the a, tip. just enough to remind you who is in charge. The, uh, that's all that is. But that's the idea. And Averses is a that's re- never been in question. <laughs> Averses is a really good, a really good example of that. And the reason I throw the bolt up, the reason I brought the bolt up in the first place, the guy called me today and told me his bike was worth sixty five hundred bucks. <laughs> and the reason he said it was worth sixty five hundred bucks is because he remembers when he bought it, and he paid about eight for it, right? And so he feels like that's a reasonable depreciation for eight years. Sure. Right. But it's not. It's not. Not for eight years. And not for eight years. Actuarily, it would have been fully depreciated within five years. Exactly. Right. And that's what people fail to remember is that, you know, we buy these motorcycles and that depending on what bike you're on, you can lose $1,000 a year. Easy. A thousand bucks a year on a modern motorcycle is lucky. I mean, everybody says you buy a car, it's worth half what you paid for it the day you bought it. Uh, motorcycles right now are about 35% the first day you roll it off the lot. So if you buy a motorcycle for 12, you can figure it's worth about eight just because you signed the title. So, so on the same, same topic, same subject. Uh, down near Cincinnati, mm-hmm. 07 BMW GS, yep. R1200. R12, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 25,000 miles. Yep. All the Farkles. Yep. How much do you think? Oh, well, would I, would I, what I would pay yeah, would probably re- be thirty five hundred standard retail. Yeah, what is it? Fifty three. Seven thousand. Seven thousand. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. and what year is it? That's a oh five. Oh five. Oh seven. Oh seven. Oh seven. So its original purchase price was twenty three thousand dollars. So yeah, yeah. So it's gone from twenty three thousand dollars. You said it's at seven. It's a seven thousand dollars, and that's his asking. All all of the history for service at the at the BMW dealer. And how many Canada, miles? Uh, twenty five thousand. Nothing. Yeah. All right. So that dude... I mean, that's 120,000 miles. He's asking for seven. He's asking seven. He's already lost $17,000. Exactly. We got a a report from the field. Uh Uh-oh. From Cinchy Boy. Oh, he's not in heaven? (laughs) He says, I think she snapped an axle. Today ain't my day. Uh No, it's not his day. (sighs) Poor Steve. Ouch. That sucks, man. Report from the field. I think she snapped an axle. Uh-oh. If that's not in the bedroom, that's a terrible thing. Yep. That is awful. Yeah, that's that's not good. That's not good at all. That's a bad day out, man. Snapped an axle is never a good thing. Uh, I was I was excited because we have had since we opened our dumbass last week on the podcast and talked about the Iron Buddy. Yeah. The Iron Buddy challenge. I wasn't here for any of that podcast. Oh, he wasn't. Did you listen to it? Fuck no. <sighs> Fuck him, John. All right. To bring you up to speed, the idea is four-man teams. Okay. 24-hour event. Them all. One buddy. Mm-hmm. Has did, to survive. I've done this with a keg, and it didn't take 24 hours. About a half hour. The buddy has to survive 24 hours. Which is easy in a buddy's world. Not going to be a problem. Of some sort of motorsports. And we're we're either going to be like on a two mile road racing course, or like a one mile autocross track. Hill climb. If you could get like <gasps> hill climb. This is why I said Iron Buddy. I did just watch Widowmaker '84. Iron, it was yes, pretty awesome. Iron Buddy. Iron <laughs> Buddy. Uh, the idea behind the Iron Buddy, the Iron Buddy Challenge, the Iron Buddy Twenty Four. It I doesn't. Mean, always have to be the same event every year it can change that's a velodrome all day long 
You got you got that's and it. I don't know if, I don't know if Detroit's still happening. <laughs> but that's that's I've I have been watching Outlaw out, Outlaw Dad go-karts racing from the gamblers out out west. Yep. So, you know, this is this is a thing like I'm yeah, I, I think off-road buddy is the way to go. It doesn't matter, you know. It honestly doesn't matter. Uh, there's. I mean, I've got a pretty good off-road course we could kind of use. See, so we've we've. I have made some I phone mean, calls. Log crossings. I have stream crossings. I made <laughs> some phone calls. Hill climbs to people that have racetracks. And talking to them about using their facility, either the actual track facility or tertiary property within. The idea being that there would be a place for us to have our support vehicles and stuff like that to, to do it. I've also talked to other of my friends that do 24 hours of lemons and talked to my friends that do some of the uh, banger rallies. And I've gotten some good, good ideas for... Uh, Things to occupy the 24 hours. Because I personally don't want the event to be... How many hours do you want to spend on a buddy in a row? I mean, like, what's your shift? Well, because you have four people on a team. You have four people. You have 24 hours. I would think... uh, What are the shifts going to be? I'm going to go back to the military guard duty standpoint, whereas you have one hour on and three hours off. That works. Yep. So you ride the bike for one hour. You come in after an hour. You hand it off to the next guy. And then you have three hours off. If you want to sleep, you want to do whatever you want to do. What if I'm out there? Yep. And I'm feeling spry. Then you want to go two hours? I'm just going to hang in here a little Good more. Good job. I think that's a great idea. Hang in a little yeah. more. Let's yeah. see if we can stretch it a little I bit. I don't think the rules are going to be. Bike's running good. I'm feeling good. Let's just keep it going. I don't think the rules are going to. You guys have a couple more beers. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly right. So that, that, kind of, that kind of adrenaline is going to get you far in this event. And then leave it to me to come up with après events that will keep you awake at 10 p.m. So or 1 in the morning okay, or so whatever. Okay, so 24 hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You cut that into four-hour blocks, six hours, right? I would never want to be that regulated, but okay. Well, okay, well, uh, after six, at the six-hour point, boom, everybody comes, hits the pits, and you got to do... What? Oil change. Everybody has to do... You have to do an oil change. Yep, Everybody. Everybody's got to do an oil change. Everybody's got to do an oil change. You've been running hard for six hours. Everybody's got to do an oil change. You'll do an oil change. Everybody's got to do an oil change. You'd be a fucking idiot if you didn't do an oil change. That's right. Do an oil change. That's right. First guy out, get. when you're done with your oil change, you may continue racing. Four hours later, might do a drag race. I like it. Four hours later, might have some other sort of a strange challenge. Six, four-hour intervals. Who knows? The idea is you don't know. You won't know prior to the event. That's right. Only the officials. That's right. Loosely termed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, we won't even know. We'll think it up while you're there. We might. <laughs> we, we might. Okay. Right. We, we got might. another. What are we going to do the next four hours? You know what? <laughs> because anybody who knows me knows that, um, to me, anybody that's ever traveled All me knows. All the crew members will get together and they'll be like, Okay, these guys are out of the track. What are we going to make them do when they come back in? Right. Well, you know that I <laughs> take believe... Take them all your clothes. I believe, that people should be, I believe that people should be fed, right? So you know that if I'm in charge of an event, at least three or four times during the event, we're going to feed you, right? So that might be part of the event. Eat this huge burrito loaded with ridiculous hot sauce. What if you had to, del- what if you had to use your buddy scooter... 
could cook something. To deliver food to your other uh, competitors. <laughs> what if he had to eat a plate of Ludafisk? You could have to eat a plate of Ludafisk. And then you'd be puking in your fucking helmet. Uh, That'd be ludicrous. Right. Yeah, it'd be ludicrous. <laughs> so, in any way, so the idea of having shenanigans involved is a big part of it. The, uh, Four good buddies. Yeah, so I love that idea. And uh, another thing that people have suggested is being that it would be an endurance event, the idea of it being, you know, happening over quite a period of time. If it's happening over a 24-hour period, it's by... It's by definition, it's an endurance event. So we got to do things to keep people stimulated. we got to do things to keep people awake and on top of things and not dozing and falling asleep. Or and, underneath things. Or under things, exactly. That's exactly right. So we've had suggestions for, uh, you know, maybe at some point you got to do... Uh, Le Mans start on your bike, and uh, maybe there might be a, a Monster Energy drink or a Red Bull or two involved. Might be that kind of a deal. I have a port installed in my side that's already ready to accept monsters. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing we might do is we might actually force people at some point in the competition to conduct a trade of a team member. And so that you may have to decide at a certain point that you want to trade off a member of your team for a member of another team. Maybe a member of a team may not be the fastest member of the team, but they can knock out the laps. Don't be fooled by my weight. This is what I'm saying. I still manage to make a bike go pretty fast sometimes. Yep. And would you also, can you imagine too, 24-hour races are run a couple of different ways. Sometimes a 24-hour race says, if you race, if you run this race perfectly, you're going to accomplish... 600 laps. So the first team to get to 600 laps wins, right? The race isn't necessarily... The other way to run a 24-hour race is you set a clock up for 24 hours, and then somebody has to count your laps for your team, for your bike. And at the end of 24 hours, the whistle blows, and whichever team has done... We'd need a transponder or something for that. Oh, and you can rent them. I'm and not, not relying they're on... They're not even expensive. Error. I'm not relying on human error They're not even expensive. You can set up a transponder pretty damned easily. Even the iPhone app. They have them. They're cheap and they work great. But I have an idea that for some of the ancillary challenges, for some of the ancillary challenges, if you win one of the ancillary challenges, your reward might be an extra 10 laps. I tell you what. I mean, I ride the shit out of a bike. I'm happy to just, like, it's been weird. Like when I've done the Lake Erie yeah. Loop, I've just gotten off the bike. I was in excruciating pain. I couldn't wait to get off of the bike. Yeah. Yet when I rolled into the campground, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to go for a I ride. I could go again. I could go for a ride. ride. That was it. Yeah. I, I don't just, think. That, I, don't I spent th- 11, 12 hours pinned wide open right. all the way at 650 miles. And I'm like, eh, eh, go for a ride. I want to go for a ride. I'm going to go for another ride. The event isn't about who builds a cheater bike. If you have a cheater bike, that's going to do you no fucking good. We know what kind of bike you're going to have. What? A cheater bike. What do you mean? Oh, come on. Don't act all I wouldn't innocent. even... To build a bike that would do great in this event, everything about a cheater bike goes out the window because you don't want the bike to be the fastest bike. You want the bike to be the most reliable bike. Because a bike that's been tuned to get even two more miles per hour but could fail is going to cost you more downtime than a bike that is going to give you 42 mile per hour average speed per lap 
every single lap for 600 laps. Can you imagine a 600-lap race? Yeah. I honestly don't think a cheater bike's a good idea. I think the most reliable bike in the world is a good idea. I, I know. But I've done 24-hour races before. I, and the guy who won the 24-hour race was riding the stockiest of all stock bikes. You stick with that strategy. I know. I know. You know, the, the cheater bike in the situation is literally going to be a stock buddy out of the crate. A one, two, five buddy. Oh, yeah. That is as crate-licious so as under, possible. So understressed. Yeah, so understressed. <laughs> because I don't think having a five-mile-an-hour advantage Mm-mm. is going to help you if you have any mechanical breakdown. If you have any mechanical failure whatsoever. I think you got to lean for reliability. What if I have a 10-gallon gas tank? Doesn't matter. I don't because you're still changing. Yeah. yeah, but you're still changing riders whenever the riders fatigued. Yeah. We don't have to fill up with gas for two riders. You might not have to. And I think I can squeeze out a little more horsepower, a little top speed, without compromising any of and the integrity exactly of the bike. And that's exactly why Sleepy was sitting here, and Sleepy tried to make me write a rule book, and I don't want to write a rule book. Yeah, it is wrong what you brung. If you want to I mean, put, it could just be it's had to well, be a completely stock buddy. If you want to put a 180 one cc rule, kit, you can't you, do anything to it. If you want to open the NCY catalog and spend all your money and build out the ultimate, the ultimate blaster buddy. No, like, no, you, no, that's not what I would do. Whatever, I would leave yeah. the power unit. Yeah, as it is. Sure. I may change the carburation a little bit. You go right oh, ahead. There could be some carburation change. You go right ahead. I would expand the fuel tank. Nobody's going to tell you not to. And I would streamline the fuck out of it. Nobody's going to tell you not to. So I think that, these are all great ideas. At the same ideas. time, it would go faster. Yep. It would do more laps. Yep. It would be more comfortable for the rider. Yeah, that's the well, key see, right there. It would, it would break yeah. the wind. Yep. It would be laid Break out. like the wind. It yep. would, well, it see, would this, just be, this goes back because he missed this conversation, too. One by one, no he, problem. He missed, the, uh, he missed yeah. the top speed runs at Salt Lake. We were talking about with the uh, It would have a great stop speed. Yeah. The top speed would be higher because it would be streamlined. Right, streamlined. That's what buys you more speed than anything on a buddy is aerodynamics. I I, I disagree. The thing that buys you the top speed on a buddy hmm. losing ten pounds. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get a hundred and thirty pound rider. Yeah, I want to get, I disagree there. to your disagree. <laughs> that a three hundred pound man on a buddy with excellent streamlining will achieve. I, ten pounds means nothing. Streamlining mm. means a huge. Streamlining amount. means a lot. I can ride behind a t- I can ride behind a eighteen wheeler, and go eighty mile an hour. Can confirm, yeah, can confirm. It's a it's a <laughs> magical no fifth win. gear, right? Yeah. Is, it doesn't right. really matter, yeah. you know what I mean. But especially if you're on because you're gonna if you're on a track, you're on level ground. Yep. Exactly. Now if this was an uphill thing, that then yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But when you're rolling rolling resistance, pump your tires up really tight. Strategy strategy is everything. I do not think an extra half a horsepower is going to win this race. I think what you're saying, streamlining, that's going to that's gonna win this race. Comfort of the rider. Getting a rider to be able to do, getting your bike to have six pit stops when everybody else's bike has to have 10 pit, spot, pit stops. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Getting your bike to have, like, honestly, if you had a 24-hour event and there's 24 pit stops for Team A, but Team B has 12 pit stops, Team A is going to win. Reducing the amount of time that you're not going 50 miles an hour is going to win the race. Feet up, man. Absolutely. No feet on the ground. Absolutely. So that logic, and that's why I don't want there to be any 
fucking rules. That bike shouldn't shut off for 24 hours. Well, and that's where the, that's where the marshals, the judges, and the organizers are going to fuck with your world. Because there are going to be events that are happening mid-race that will force the bike to have a timeout. That will force the team to have a timeout. Because in the interest of safety, a modicum of safety. Not nerfing this fucker out. We're talking about a modicum of you safety. You just say we're going to fuck with you. We're going to fuck with you. Because the Babe Rally fucked with you. Because Lemons fucks with you. Because anything that's worth doing should have that X factor that you just don't know exactly what's coming. And that can be the great ground leveler. I've seen the people's curse take somebody from first to last, right? Somebody who's doing too well, but they got a ringer. All right, fuckface. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who's your four man team? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. So who do you who what ringers do you get the ball? I can tell you this right now. I'm not yeah. on your four man team. No, I wouldn't want you on my four man team. I'd want to have separate teams. I want. I, want I would want to have you be the backbone for another team. Yes, exactly. I'm Absolutely against your team. Yeah, and so I'm going to force. Out of the vault? And I'm going to force. Who's every, gonna have, who are they going to be the team leads? Oh, well, here's another idea. There's team. We know there's going to be team Waters. Two. We know there's going to be team Macklefresh. Yeah. I don't know if I have three other riders that. And to eliminate me. the ability of now I got to recruit people to ability to eliminate going to ride with to eliminate the ability of me to stack the deck with the events. Every team, every team is going to be responsible for one event. So you could fuck us by having an event that you know we're weak in. We could fuck you by having an event we know you're weak in. So every team <laughs> has to establish. <laughs> you're going to make me ride across thin ice. No. We don't know. We don't know. And that's the idea is so every team that's out on the field, every team that's out there gets to have their own special event. So if we establish it that every three hours there'll be a special event or every four hours there's a special event and Tom's team has a special event and Chris's team has a special event and your team has a special event. We every, all, wait a second. We have a... I don't know if everybody's got... I don't have three other people. Who's I, my other people? I don't people? have three friends. You got a year to figure nah. it out. I got, I got Smith. This is my, my idea. I'm he telling just put you, his finger up for me, bro. I'm telling you. Don't you fucking touch you him. You have a year to figure it out. <laughs> don't you fucking touch him. And if it turns out... Well, yeah. Once we you get a spot... All right. Once we get a spot that's willing to let us do this bullshit, then we're going to set a one-year clock. So the idea is we really would like to have the event be in September or October, something really late in the season. What do you think, Dan? So that most of our other events are over. Are you throwing your way behind What's Team Macklefresh, Team Water? So we're not sweating our dicks off? No, exactly. I mean, you, you want to be with it. a hero or you want to be with... The zero. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. You got no, too many aces no, in no, your no, fucking... No, I'm doing my own The team. only other you, person's going to be on my team I know for a fact is Dr. Waters. Oh, that, but that's an ace. That's an ace. I know she can ride. I know she's driven. She's driven. She's motivated. She'll let, she will let there be no slack. But when the, the concept behind it is, so once I finally get one get of these. Dustin. Oh, yeah. Dustin's another good. Dustin's a very good candidate. Mm -hmm. That guy can ride the fuck out of a buddy. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. when, once I get this figured out and we get, I'm not doing a lot until I have somebody who owns a track or something resembling a track to put their hands up and say they're willing to host this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But once I have somebody raise their hand and say they're willing to host it, and we got a couple talking about, we and we can and we long. can finally do some test and tunes. The real idea would be once we have somebody that's legitimately saying, "Yeah, like you the, can do like that at my house." Summit Motor Raceway. Sleepy's got some work on this too. So uh, remember, it's not Summit Motor Raceway. It's called Dragway Forty Two, or Norwalk, where Summit is the prime sponsor yeah. for those events, and they do autocross adjacent to the quarter mile or including the quarter mile drag strip that the quarter mile is on. So they use a track that you and I would considerably in our history go, that's a quarter mile racetrack. Well, that's a quarter mile racetrack with a half mile rundown. And then there's all these opportunities to make twists and turns and things happen based on your it, strategic use it, of cones. It can't, it has to be kind of a hard, I'm, I'm imagining it. I can't imagine it being anything other than on hard tire Mac. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Because you can't really do 24 hours on anything. You couldn't do an off-road. No. I mean, even if you had a dirt oval, 24 uh, hours on that would be difficult. We raced, Very difficult. for years and years and years, we raced at Circleville, which is down south of Columbus on 23. We raced for years on that track, 10 turns, one mile. Lord, Lord have mercy, that's a lot of work. You are, in one turn, you are turning your body from a left lean angle to a right lean angle 10 times in one minute. And if you don't think you're tired, you will be after five laps. That five laps on that track pushes you to total muscle failure. I mean, failure. 24 hours is always an oval, right? No. No. Not at all. Oh, no. Not at all. 24 hours at Nelson's Ledges was on a 10-turn, 2.2-mile racetrack at Nelson's Ledges. I'm in trouble. Right. The Baja 1000 used to be a 24-hour race. Yes, it was. And the team I went down with had two riders. <laughs> That's how it goes usually. That's not enough. That's why I said four riders. <laughs> so, four riders. Yeah, well, meth will get you a long way. Well, actually, I guess so, cocaine would have been that time. The, uh, okay. If you did a track... I'm, 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 cocaine? I'm sniffing yeah, what you're stepping in. <laughs> right at the beginning. Disco was still king and cocaine was still rolling, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, the racetrack at Circleville, uh, that's a track that... Circleville Raceway... That's a track that we could have access to. I'm going to throw it up on the thing. Uh, the Circle of Raceway track is something that Tom and I have raced a whole lot. Yep. It was kind of our official house track. And uh, the trick with Circleville is that Circleville is tight. Uh, it's tight. Like it, a tiger. If you do five laps at Circleville, you are hating life. Uh, you're, you're coming in. You're pumped up. You're full of acid. You are having a goddamn day. There is no doubt when you've done 10 laps at Circleville, like a championship race or something like that, um, you are, you're in it, right? You're, have, you're having all the fun. And so they have made some changes to Circleville over the years. That's the track on the right So one of my side. players would probably be, I'd try to get Kevin. Kevin is a pretty solid guy. Solid guy, right? Yeah, yeah. he rides a lot. Yep. He's hey. racing at Barber, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, I talked yeah. about maybe going with him, but he's like, I'm shacking up with a bunch of racers and everything. Mm -hmm. so he's racing his CB160. Oh, yeah. He's doing the F1. That's going to be fun. Plus. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, that's going to be cool. So to give you an idea, I'll throw this up for the folks at home as well. The, uh, the idea behind a small track. Now, these, these are affectionately known as cart tracks, right? Because predominantly they're used for shifter carts. Small, small go-karts. And... Uh, Let's throw this up so the guys at home can see it. It's a good, good image of the track. So when you look at this track, uh, you're going to see a, uh, 
you're going to see a bunch of buildings and shit on the left-hand side of the image. Uh, that is the south part of the track. And the south part of the track is where you're going to have your ancillary uh, stuff like your pits, your hot pits and everything else. The little oval part of the track, little oval part of the track. This really throws a curveball to me because I was just thinking of like, I'm just hammering out Indianapolis 500 style. Yep. Hammer it down the straightaway, let off the throttle, bank into the corner, you know, like just yeah. spending an hour just going round yeah. and round and um, round. Anybody who's ever raced on a, a small kart track or a MotoGP course or something like that will tell you that this track has a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten turns. Can I be on your team now? so if we can get a place like this uh a place like this doesn't take up a lot of real estate it's not a long track but the terms the turns come at you pretty fast and furious and at this particular track there were two spots on this track where everybody seemed to like to crash the one of them is over in the far right lower corner of your screen that thing that's nearly a hairpin uh, that particular turn, which way are it's you called turn five? Which way are you coming on into this that, one? We're going that, anti- that, anti-clockwise. So on this particular track, we are heading from. See where little buildings you have are. Your cur- can you put your cursor up there? I can. Let me see if you can see it. Give me a second. On All that. right. See me? Yeah. Okay. So you're coming. Okay. So we start down here. So down there at the bottom where the buildings are, that's where you start. That's the start finish line. Right. Okay. And that's the start finish line on the very far edge of your screen. And for people listening at home, that would be radio left. And uh, you're going to make a hard left-hand turn, a 90-degree left-hand turn. And that's right after we start. So everybody's fighting for that first turn. Okay. You're going to skip the off-pull road to the left, and you're going to make this little straightaway, this kind of adorable little straightaway. Mm-hmm. going to be up to about 40 miles an hour, 45 miles an hour before you execute a 45-degree turn left. And then you're going to do kind of a half of a hairpin. It's a little bit of a carousel. You're going to do that turn, and that's going to set you up for turn five. Now, turn five is a motherfucker because it is a straight-up hairpin. And if you're not going... Flat, no camber. Flat, no camber. Hang on. And if you're not going slow, you're going to slide. You're in a low side, and then Ryan Bastinelli is going to hit you and jump over you. Uh, Ask Merritt. Uh but that, that corner right there has taken out a lot of people. It's taken out me once or twice. So nobody's duffing it in that long straightaway and then going into the heart. Hold on, my friend. Oh, <laughs> no. That's called the back straight. <laughs> At the end of this back straight, if you're riding with us on 200cc Vespas, you're going between 55 and 70 miles an hour. Your braking zone, if you'll call it that, is pretty fucking short. The penalty is oak trees. Yep. Yeah. So they, it, they found deck five minutes later. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Uh, you disappear on this one. Yep. If you don't set this turn up right, everybody does a drag race in the back straight trying to beat yep. the guy to the turn. Everyone tries to late break into that turn, and that is a straight up, not 90 degrees, 105 degrees. Yep. That is not a 90. It's a little more vicious than a 90. If you survive that one after your, your back straight, that is the longest straight in the track, by the way, right there. That's the longest straight in the track. That's where you'll be going as fast as you can be going into turn six. Seven is more than 90 degrees. Eight is a straight up, yes, another fucking key, another goddamn 180. Yep. Don't worry about the middle part of the track. Look where my cursor is. And then you're going to go down here, and you're going to come into eight. Eight is a delightful 
You're kind of okay with eight. I'm honestly, I loved eight was one of yeah, my it's favorite. It's like an increasing radius. It is. And eight was one of my favorite places to pass people because I could get myself set up for nine, which nine is yet another over 180 degree turn. And then 10 is coming back onto the front straight in front of the, 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 the crowds of onlooking worshipers and people showing you their boobs. Uh, that particular, that last bit right there, uh, turn nine, is where Scott Smallwood decided to pass me on the inside. Uh, little tip, the guy in the front owns the line. The guy in the back does not have the right-of-way in racing. So when he decided to pass me I'm on the inside... Gonna I'm going to warn you now. <laughs> I don't know anything about racing. Yeah, uh, Scott fucked me over on that one. <laughs> and and I, I gave him the turn, and I still lost the bike. If you so, see a, a shadow behind you... <laughs> Beware. Yeah. yeah. So you, you already fucked up, because I shouldn't be anywhere close to you. So this track, though, this track with all these 10 turns is only one mile long. So if you're a person that races shifter carts you'll know that it can be difficult. Now, over here to the north part of the, or the, I'm sorry, the east part of the track, doesn't matter, for the radio, uh, that's to the up on your radio dial, uh, that would be the part of the track they've added for the Super Motard. So they've made the people who are racing little tiny XR80s and XR100 Super Motards. The really Super Motarded people. They have yep. made them get their tires dirty now. So there's actually a part of the track where you can get your tires dirty. So you can do a lot of the track on uh, asphalt, but then there's... A portion of it that they make you go onto the dirty shit. Now, we're not going to make anybody go on the dirty shit. I don't think that's a good idea. So, in a perfect world, my goal would be to use a track like this. Um, there are other options, but we'll see. If you do something like Norwalk, or I'm sorry, Nelson's, Nelson Ledges, that's a much bigger track. That's like AMA, that's like, AMA, that's like uh, Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. That's a big, giant track. Would you think that buddies would sort of get lost in yep, that track? I do. I mean, I've no, Tom, Tom, Tom and I have both a buddy raced. wide open. Oh, yeah. A body wide open in any corner really wouldn't it, be that well because like, you're fast. maxed out at fifty five. I mean, it, you yeah. know, even with a one seventy i, you're yeah. not doing a whole lot of speed. And yeah. on something, I mean, Summit Point was pretty much our going. Well, this VIR, is, my yeah. top speed of VIR, according to the track, yeah. my top speed of VIR was 72 miles per hour. Yeah. My top speed at Mid-Ohio on my 200 uh, was about 74 miles per hour. Uh, I, these bikes were pinned. They were pinned to the you, point where you, Dean Middleton and I said, you just make the bike go as fast as it can go. Yeah. You get in the tiniest tuck you can get, and you eat a sandwich. Yeah. It because is you the, have so much it's, fucking time. It's it's the most boring time you're going to spend on any bike on a straightaway. Just you're you're literally just sitting there going, "Well, this is not going anywhere." I know it's only a half mile or whatever it is. The bike is up to top speed. Mm. It's so long in our world yeah. of small wheels. It is so long that you get to your top speed and nothing else happens. Yeah. And so you're just like, "Okay, I'm going to poke my head up and look for a corner mark or a braking marker." I'm going to poke my head down again. Yeah. I'm going to poke my head up again and look for a braking marker. And that's every five, that's five mile an hour every time you do it. Yeah. So you don't poke your head up. <laughs> you're going to get slow. So you stay in your micro tuck, hide behind the leg shields, and stay as invisible as you can with your left hand behind you. Yep. Yeah. You cheat any way you can cheat the wind. I hear you. And then you poke your head up and you go, okay, I'm at the, I'm at the braking marker. Yeah. And you hook that fucker in. And we were the least entertaining thing for any spectator to watch who wasn't fucking somebody who was out on the track at that particular moment. Yeah. Right? They did not like how much time there was between our fastest rider, Scott Smallwood, 
perpetually. Yeah. And our slowest rider. Are these guys walking around the track? Or yeah. What? There was it, a lot of that. There was a whole we lot of that. There was a whole lot of that. It was not entertaining for anybody involved. In and for us, us, we'd come around a turn and I'd see my competitor a thousand miles ahead of me. Yeah. That's not exciting. No. Right? And so unless you're unless you're with somebody that you've always duked it out with. And you don't have an 11 hours worth of race to eventually you have five maybe, laps. Yeah. maybe to catch up with them. Yeah. Two minutes and 45 seconds or two minutes oh, and 50 no, no. seconds per lap. Small. It's about a 15-minute race from start, start, start to end, end, end. And all you're doing is waiting for Scott Smallwood yeah. to get that one lap ahead of you. Well, he, so they shorten the race from five laps to yeah. four laps because if somebody crosses the line for their fifth lap, they don't care that you've only done four laps. Yeah. The race is over. Yeah. I'm not interested in doing this buddy thing if you have Scott Smallwood on your team. I'm not going to have Scott Smallwood on my team. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to pay him. I just to want to say down. that now. Oh, I honestly don't think he'd do it. He's pretty far from that yeah. right now. He's, he's kind of retired. He's doing BMX. He's, he's doing bicycle doing, motorcross. Yeah. That's, what yeah, he, he's that's all BMX. he cares about right now. He's really into it, yeah. too. Yeah, but that, that's a good thing because yeah. I don't want him on your team. <laughs> so... I, from yeah. what I hear about this motherfucker, Scott <laughs> Smallwood. We used to joke have about... Have I met Scott Smallwood? I don't know if you have, but if he did, if you did, he'd bum, he'd bum a smoke off you. Yeah. We used to have a Wonderful. rule that hey, said... Hey, brother. Hey, bro, can I bum a smoke? Hey, brother, can I bum a smoke? Hey, brother, can I bum a smoke? We used to In joke... In the middle of a turn. That we'd be like, Scott Smallwood has to bum a smoke on the third lap. Yeah. That, that's the only thing that would make it fair. Yeah. I have never, ever... One time I completed a race on the same lap as him, that we were both on our fifth lap. The, the only And I was person, so proud of only being one lap behind him. The only person that could ever give him a run for his money was Dean. Yes. Dean was the only, and that's because Dean has been racing since he was what? Dean three? Middleton, our friend, yeah. has been racing on Summit Point Raceway in yeah. particular for as long, longer than I've known him. I think he so, was three years old when he first started racing. Oh, whatever. Maybe but four. yeah, it's not far off. But the point being that these scooter racers, yeah. when we were doing scooter racing, a lot of the guys that were racing scooters were dried up old motorcycle racers yeah. that were doing it because it was cheaper and more fun and whatever. Um, so that was fun. And we got to go out on tracks that we shouldn't have been on. There's no reason. We no. should never have been on Gateway International Raceway. No. We should never have been in VIR. We got to go on some pretty amazing tracks on fucking scooters. Now, having done, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna caveat this. Having done Barber on the Buddy, yeah, Barber's fun on the Buddy. Barber is because you're looking at fun things. Right, the air is the same way. Yeah, it's good scenery. <laughs> it's well, like riding through the metro parks at sixty. You're like, you mean they're gonna let me ride through the metro parks at sixty? This one day we are. But Barber's really, and you'd like that. It's really a tight, TT though. Though. Well, yeah. metro parks. Well, what about what about? Uh, Putting Bay TT. They've done that, actually. They have That's done a that. thing. Because I, I looked at a car a little yeah. while ago that had uh, had had provenance from uh, that. Right. And that's and that really is <laughs> that's one of those things where we we kinda we kinda go like, oh, oh this could oh, be something. Well, this the, is why I said Iron they're Buddy. They're gonna do a race. And so Iron Buddy, the idea behind Iron Buddy yeah. works because it doesn't always necessarily need to be a 24-hour race on yeah. a rat track like that. It could always be something different every year. It doesn't matter. The idea would just be one event per year. The only rule of the event is somebody has to keep the buddy. This is a stupid thing. Yeah. Maybe it's a tech tip. 
Yeah. When you're putting a motor together and you're getting ready to torque down the head studs and everything, do you turn the motor over several times before you finally torque it down? Because I think that's important. And I don't know really what it does. It might not do anything or anything like that. But to me, I just like to turn it over a bunch of times and, and let it do its thing and maybe just kind of, kind of jiggle its way, find its, find its own little home before I crank it down finally. You know what I mean? Like, and why, why, you should do that. Right? Why, why do we do it? Because it's the last chance to know if we didn't do something right. Right? <laughs> before I lock this fucker down? Because while you were talking, <laughs> while you were talking, I was sitting here imagining me building my buddy motor. Oh, you were? I was building my oh, buddy motor. Yeah. you were. Ah. Uh, I, I think of the idea of doing a, a buddy build, like they ha- the idea of having a buddy bike, like just a buddy, because they're cheap as fuck. Like there's no reason not to own a buddy scooter. I've got the cheapest buddy you could ever own. Yeah. And it does need to be rebuilt. And it, but it does need to be rebuilt. And from a spec class racing, the idea of it just being like, what's the rule? Well, the rule is it has to be a buddy. Yeah. Pretty fair rule. Pretty fair rule. Has to be I, a buddy. I actually don't want to buy the big bore kit. I'm like, can I? I don't either. I, I don't either. Well, I just want a stock cylinder piston having, and rings. Having ridden the 170i, it is not much more powerful than my 125. No way. Nuh-uh. Like, my no. 125 is fine, and it only has the pre-mount and up-jet on it. It runs just I, as fast as the absolutely. 170. The 125 is the best buddy ever. Oh, it is. I don't want a 150. I don't want a 170. I want a 125. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And as we know, working on them every fucking day, that... They're just about unkillable. Yeah. I mean... Not just about. I mean, the, I mean, like, if, if you purposely the, tried to kill them, you would, but the, the if parts, you drain all the oil out and run the shit out of it, it will eventually die. The, the parts, buddy, that is still sitting in the back of the shop that mm-hmm. I keep trying to figure out which parts have been robbed off of, mm-hmm. will still start up and run and crawl its way across the floor. <laughs> it does not... It, you look at it sideways, it will crawl its way across the floor. Uh, I can assure you that as a person in this industry that every single buddy that you see, um, there's a 12, there's a $1,200 buddy right now in oh, Illinois yeah. that has 600 original miles on it. A buddy yeah. 125, there's right? There's one here in town yeah. for 1200. Yeah. It's got 1200 a headset on it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm going to promise you that if you spend more than $800 on a buddy scooter and you split that among four people, you're going to have a good day. I, I paid nine for mine and had 600 miles on it, yeah. and it runs like a freaking top. Exactly. That is exactly, that's the right way to do this event. Yeah. The right way to do the event is to buy an you, $800 buddy and have fun. Every, and just go out everybody and have a good time. always asks me, everybody, yep. everybody uh, always yeah. asks me, what's the cheapest, best bike you can buy yep. for the money? Absolutely. And I always tell them 100% buy a bike. Every single time. Yeah. You will never, you will, you'll never find a bike that gives you the kind of heart and soul reliability, just the never say die attitude of a fucking buddy scooter. <laughs> and they don't, they don't go easy. I mean, like, Oh no, y- I've seen people bring them in with not one drop of oil in them and making weird noises and they, they make it. And the cool thing is this is the perfect opportunity to buy a salvage one. Like there are salvage ones out there. Uh, you can do that. Yeah. Just so you know, since I'm the, I guess, sound guy thing, right. we're at 210. Perfect. Perfect. Boom. Boom. Is that it? Yeah, that's Boom. perfect. There no, we no, go. I'm that's not it. saying we have to end her. I'm no, just that's, good, that's a good thing. Two, two hours is a good, solid, a good, solid number. That's, that's, that's legit. It's a good quantum. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have found in, with, 
we're just accidental looking. I have found, I found a buddy one twenty. I found buddies that were listed as mopeds. Oh yeah. <laughs> Only thing you got to watch out is sometimes like the great deals are on a fifty. You know, but that's fine too. Oh no, it still says buddy on the side. Of it, it still says buddy. Absolutely, absolutely. If you want to run a if you want to run a buddy fifty and put a seventy cc kit in a yeah. buddy fifty, you can run fifty five miles an hour. That bike will run fifty five, uh, and it might run fifty five all day. A, a buddy two T, yeah, yeah. They're all two Ts. Mm-hmm. All the buddy fifties are two strokes, so there ain't no buddy four stroke ever been built, not by God or anybody. Too bad they didn't make a one twenty five two stroke. That would have been the most ridiculous buddy bike ever. I mean, it would just would have kind of a rattler, having, right? I was gonna say having having. Ridden, I love the ra- I mean, I love the idea of the rattler. Like a two rattler, rattler one ten. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I search for Rattler 110s yeah. every once in a while just because, man, it would be cool. So, yeah, here's the sore dick deal in Lexington, Kentucky. In Lexington, oh, Kentucky, yeah. right meow. Right this meow in it. You can buy a buddy scooter for cheap. That's cheap a, money. That's short a 150, money. though, right? That's, that is a... Was it the 150 Italia? 150. That's a 150 Italia. Yeah. That is a 150 Italia right there. And... So that bike is everything you'd ever want in a buddy scooter. There is no shortcomings with that. It's thing not at junk, all. but it's not a one twenty-five. Uh, I. So what people who are who, people who don't know buddies intimately, the problem with the buddy one fifty, the reason the buddy one fifty wasn't as peppy as the buddy one twenty-five is the buddy one fifty had the buddy one twenty-five carb on it, and if you upjet a buddy one twenty, I'm sorry, if you upjet a buddy one fifty and put the correct jet in a Buddy 150, it will run faster than a Buddy 125. But every Buddy 150 came hobbled with the jetting out of a Buddy 125. So people started saying, oh, a 125 is faster than a 150. Well, it is, until you change the jet. And when you change the jet, the Buddy 150 becomes faster than a Buddy 125. When you change the jet. That's Lexington, Kentucky, my friends, and that is a $1,300 Buddy 150 in the impossible to get series Italia and the white walls look like brand fucking new. And I don't think that a bike has 500 miles. On oh it. gosh. Five. That's, that's a break. in hundred that's, that's like miles. Change. That's got 500 miles on it for 1300 bucks. Does it have a Cleveland motor license plate or POC? Oh, I don't know. I don't oh, think it has any. It will after you buy it. It will after you buy it. Right. Yeah. But for a 2009 buddy, 150. And the good news is that has the uh, air horn that'll blow the dirt off a oh, bum yeah. at 100 paces. Oh, yeah. That's got a stable Nautilus air horn in it. Yep. So for Lexington, Kentucky, that's a bike you can buy. And he's already dropped the price from two grand to 1300 Which, that seems to be the thing, is everybody starts at two. Yeah. And yeah. they drop it. Right now, there's yeah. there's a bunch languishing at thirteen. Get four of your friends together, 250 bucks a pop. Yeah. Buy this thing for 1000 bucks, and start streamlining it. Upjet the carb and start streamlining it. Get those white wall tires off of it. Yeah. And start streamlining it. You've got a contender, right? That's it. Make it as comfortable as you can. I think that a buddy would do 100 miles between fuel stops. I happen to know that because I have done a buddy (laughs) at over 100 miles between fuel stops at full chat, wide open throttle. So if a buddy will do 100 miles between fuel stops, I've never wanted to ride a buddy 100 miles between fuel stops. So that's already further than this particular rider wants to ride. 
I'm probably going to say an hour of actual going around in a circle or a turn track. I'm probably, you got, you beat my ass at that point. I'm going to need a couple hours to recuperate. So everyone always talks like, oh yeah, man, I'm going to go out and do two hours. And by like three o'clock in the morning, everyone's like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do 20 minutes and you do 20 minutes and you do 20 minutes and you do 20 minutes. And then I'll be ready when I come back and do another 20 minutes, another 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes. Because when it gets dark. Hell of a lot harder. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It gets a real lot harder. So um, all the silly stuff, all the ideas of doing like shenanigans and stuff in between, that starts to get a lot more attractive. Uh, Not because we don't think the bike can take it. We don't want people going out there falling asleep and getting hurt. Yeah, I don't want that. You know, John, we can hook up your CPAP. So you can do some laps with the CPAP on. You'll be good to go. Really? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, mm. once you get my CPAP here so I don't fall asleep. <laughs> you did good. You did good tonight. Away to- Absolutely. Those CPAPs for while you're sleeping. Oh, okay. Well, no, he can hit the CPAP hard the night before so he can stay up for 24 hours in a row. You know, when's the last time you did a whippet? Because I can tell you... My last time was yesterday. You did a whip it yesterday? Yeah. I didn't do a whip it, but I'd finished off my uh, Aldi uh, whipped cream. That's what I did. Oh, me, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did that yesterday, too. That's very no, enjoyable. Day before yesterday. It was enjoyable. That's not a real whip it. I need some nitrous on my bike. Not for the bike. <laughs> for the rider. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I have, like, in my house, the only whipped cream we use is the right way the good stuff the good stuff yeah and so we don't buy whipped cream in the can the traditional way we have i I really took my time with it too (laughs) and i got the james earl jones afterwards what did you say honey luke i am your father yeah that was it i and but the problem is though that that high on that is so fleeting i mean we're talking about seven eight seconds as long as you can hold your breath we watched Renee's ex-boyfriend, she'll, oh my God, if she hears that, she's going to kill me for saying that. Um, <laughs> this fella named Skippy, who does a stand-up act, and he was doing a stand-up act, I think in LA, in like some basement corner closet. And uh, Renee and I went to this stand-up act, and Skippy goes on stage. Do you remember the strawberry-flavored whippets a dozen to a pack? Mm, yummy. Skippy does a dozen whippets. A dozen. That's reasonable. And he just does them one after the other. And I was like, the poor kid's going to pass out from oxygen de- deprivation. It ain't the whip it. It ain't the nitrous. It's the lack of O2 that's going to take him out. He did a dozen whippets. My buddy went down at a fish show. He did a dozen and then did a 20-minute set. And never missed a fucking beat. He sounded like James Earl Jones, but he did a dozen whippets and then delivered a set. And I was just like, Wow. That is a stupid human trick. Like, getting yourself to where you can do a dozen whippets. And honestly, it was a bringer show. So the son of a bitch made no money, and he lost the money buying the whippets, right? It was a, he made no money on that, that stand-up routine. But we watched him, and Renee, I, I looked at Renee, and I said, so that's your ex-boyfriend? And she went, no. No. And I said, oh, wow, you, you weren't into labels then, were you? Because he thinks he was your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> But you get a lot, you get that a lot with Renee. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of guys that are her ex boyfriends, and she's not their ex girlfriends. Yeah, you'll have that. So that's that's about it. Yeah, I did like, I did a a short batch of whipped cream, 
yesterday, and then I was like, eh, I'll, I'll just close this out. And it was way more than I could pull on one drag. And I, I went deep on it, and I was like, whoa, I'm not done yet. No. But it I, I purposely switched it out to three. Oh, you did? I was like, <laughs> real slow. Real slow, real slow. It's not the... I think I'm good. I'm going to sit on this one for a while. Okay. Yeah. All right. Don't take a breath. <sighs> Hold it. Hold it. But that's the thing is I went to so many parties where you'd buy the balloons that didn't float. Well, if you get a, I mean, when I, when I was going dentist to, nitrous, well, when I was going to like dead shows and yeah. fish shows, you got a punching, yeah, like a big <laughs> one. And then, like, we would, like, and then, then we were a little, we were Punch miscreants. The so, what, what you do is you don't waste that nitrous, you take a hit, right? You hold it in, you shotgun it, don't breathe. Oh, you blow it back in the balloon. Put it back in the balloon. <laughs> then you breathe a little bit. I didn't realize I was bougie. Nah. <laughs> I was just letting it go. No, don't let it go. Oh, my God. You can nurse that bitch for a long time. And then my buddy went down. Okay, so some cops were coming. And he went down in his balloon. I didn't realize that. I took off. I saw the cops. I'm like, hey, we got to go, cops. Right. They were like shining their flashlight, yeah, checking everywhere. being cops. Right. Looking in all the little corners for anybody right. smoking something or whatever. Right, being cops. I'm like cops, let's go. So I shot down between the like the aisle of cars. Yeah, and I was, <laughs> and then I shot back out into the aisle, and I'm like, oh, Jim's not with me. Uh oh. And then I came out, and I saw those cops, and they made a hard right, right where he was, mm-hmm. right where we were just were. I'm like, <sighs> so I'm like, mm, I'm just gonna just act like I'm right. normal, and I right. just walked on back there and everything, <laughs> and I get back, and the cops are just rolling up on Jim. Mm-hmm. He's laying on the ground. His balloon yeah, yeah, yeah. went off into nowhere. Yeah. I was like, oh. I was like, I just instantaneously swooped in. I was like, Jim, where have you been, man? I've been looking for you everywhere. I, I just scooped him up and I, 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 uh, what did you just say earlier? I raptured him. You raptured him up. They were like looking, and I'm like, I just picked him up. I'm like, come on, Jim, we got to go home. And I just picked him up and walked right past the cops. And they were just like, eh. that one year when we lost Larry. Yeah. You remember the year? Yeah. Our friend Larry, not a young guy. Was that the same year he was talking about some chick trying to? Eh. But we lost Larry. Larry was wearing racing leathers, circa 1973 Kawasaki racing leathers. Looking dead sexy, like Sean Connery. And Larry just was having so much fun in mid-Ohio. And we lost him. And uh, we couldn't find him. He was gone. And at some point, John and I became a little concerned about Larry because we'd heard rumors and noises. And uh, so security was starting to ask us about Larry, too. And I said, hey, you, rent-a-cops, come over here. We lost our friend. Our friend's name is Larry. He's in the neighborhood of 70 years old. He's not all together with it. But Larry's a diabetic. And we don't know where he is right now, but we have his insulin. So if you run into Larry, please, please, please bring him back here. He might seem like he's intoxicated. He might seem like he's belligerent. That is just the diabetes talking. I don't know if you've ever been without your insulin before. It presents a whole lot like alcohol. 
Um, please do us a favor, help us find him. And when you find him, please let's get him back here so we can get his insulin because he shouldn't be anywhere for this amount of time, especially on a hot day like this without his insulin. And those cops, they went from being like, we know you know where that fucker is. They turned into, oh my God, I had no idea. We've been getting reports about this weirdo in green leather. This mutant fucking gremlin roaming around <laughs> mid-Ohio, bothering people. Drunken gremlin in green leather. And we said, no, he's diabetic and he doesn't have his insulin. We need to fucking find him. And sure as hell, it turned it from, we're going to arrest this asshole and kick him out for the rest of his life, to, okay, Larry, we got you. We're taking, we're taking you back to Phil and John. And that worked because at 3 o'clock in the morning, they brought him back to the campsite. And we had to do everything we could to keep him from wandering back out again and going out and terrorizing the neighborhood because that son of a bitch was the energizer bunny of fun. Well, you know how it is when you get a little snortful and everything. He was on. Dude was on. And we got him back, and I was like, you need to hang tight now for a minute because that lie we told works once. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When the next time these all... uh, When all these cops come back at 4 a.m., you need to thank them profusely for saving your goddamn life. Because you're old enough that diabetes works. 25-year-old guys can't pull that shit off. But when you got as much gray in your beard as he does, that shit works. It worked great. And they wanted to string him up. Like, those cops wanted nothing more to fucking end him. Because, and they'd figured out that we were where he came from. So they kept coming back to us. They knew he was going to circle back to us sooner or later. So when they couldn't find him out in the world, they'd circle back on me and John. And me and John were just there having a good time, doing our thing. And hey, you guys want a beer? Oh, yeah. They didn't like that at all. No. But that was it. I was like, man, you got to help me find my uncle. And man, did they help us after that. That's a tip from your uncle, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And on that, anybody has got anything else? Chris, you got a joke? I uh, do not. What? I've got one that only the people in Wisconsin will get. Okay. That's like 12% of our audience. So what do you get when you combine Ludafisk and LSD? A trip to Stoughton. Oh, my. <laughs> You're right. That's a fucking shitty. I don't get it. There's All a par- the Wisconsin not, guys are rolling on the floor uh, right Wisconsin now. people are dying <laughs> right now. You know who's not? Oscar. <laughs> Oscar's not laughing. Oscar's hey. a Wisconsin guy now. He's not laughing. Big congratulations to Oscar. Yes, big congratulations. He just indeed. reached a milestone He's in his. Legal now. Oh, he did too. What? In, in his meager life. So the, the first one is. He passed his full motorcycle endorsement. Most importantly. On a Vespa Allstate from the 50s. He's legal. <laughs> it doesn't have turn signals. It be- I mean, it's a 1950s it's bike. not required. The point is, he managed to get it through the, ex- the motorcycle on skills test. Yay, great for Oscar. He's fully, fully endorsed and licensed for the rest of his life should he choose to live it. Uh, but then the other side of it is, the Fuji Rabbit that I sold him a few years ago. Yeah. Dude, not only does he have it running, he 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 properly put together his own float for the fuel uh for the fuel sending unit. Okay. This is a this is another early 60s bike, 1961 Fuji Rabbit with a working functional gas tank, with a working functional gas gauge. Yeah. 
A hydrostatic drive and a hydraulic adjustable air ride suspension? It is is hydromatic. Well, if it was a hydraulic (laughs) adjustable... Wait a second. No, it's a pneumatic suspension. Say that again. Hydrostatic drive. Hydromatic. Understood. Uh Pneumatic suspension. Uh Thank you. And now they're going to start You said hydraulic pneumatic... Hydraulic... It's a hydrostatic drive with a pneumatic suspension. Thank you. You can pump it up. It's grease lightning. It is. Up the Fuji. It has turn signals. Up the rabbit. (laughs) It's way ahead of its time. But the fact it's out running, living and breathing, oh, yeah. that's amazing. Good yeah. job. And Dave Highway, I know you're listening. That's your old bike, buddy. So that's your old bike, and Oscar's rocking it around Milwaukee. Yep. So that's super cool. Oscar's nailing it, man. Uh, we have an event coming up in uh, Labor Day weekend in Chicago talking about endurance events. It's the 29 Hours La Abattoir. Do tell. Yep. It's Chicago's annual scooter rally is always held on Labor Day weekend, going back as far as I can remember, honestly, 29 29 years, years. because I was at the second one. I wasn't at the first one. I was at the second one. I've been to a hell of a lot of them. I don't think anybody's been to more of them than I have, except for maybe Brian. But anyway, they're doing it this year. They're doing it as an endurance event that it's 29 hours long. And at one of the clubs they're going to, they're going to do a lock-in where they're going to lock us <laughs> into the club <laughs> from like... It's probably the safest way to do yes, it. Yes, <laughs> it is totally the safest way to Hopefully do it. Hopefully that's for at least 24 of the 29 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't it think It might so. be. I think it's going to... So one of the great things about... Uh, Chicago's a complicated city. So what they do is they do their ride at after midnight. So Chicago's always gridlock traffic. It's no fun. So after years and years and years of trying to do a ride in the city of Chicago and dealing with red light, red light, red light, red light, they started doing the ride after midnight. So after midnight on Friday night, the ride gets together and hauls ass. We'll take blinking reds over solid reds any day. And we do all the Blues Brothers shit. We do lower whacker Uh, at like 75 fucking miles an hour. It is insane. And it's amazing when there's no traffic at all, how much of Chicago you can see in about two hours. So we do all the sites of Chicago at maximum velocity. It's so much fun. And uh, when you come back in, I know the ride doesn't leave until after midnight. So you're at the bar, you know, hoisting a few. And uh, you probably had one or two malorts at this point. So you don't care about life anymore. And we roll out and you roll out and you're like, yeah, it's been a long day. I drove to Chicago today. I'm a little bit beat. I've met my friends. We chatted. We picked hooked up. It's cool. Now I have 29 hours of riding ahead of me. Well, so this is the first time ever, John, that they're doing it as a 29-hour endurance event. So previously, we would all just, you know, fuck off at 3 o'clock in the morning and go back to your respective hotel rooms. But now that Friday night's going to be an overnight, you actually don't need to get a hotel room for Friday night because the lock-in. Because you won't be sleeping. Now, they said there will be opportunities if you want to take a nap you can take a nap who knows i don't know i don't care i won't marathon not a sprint yes exactly yeah can we go back and look and see if you got uh the marketplace auto reply <laughs> oh for is, the, is did it, you just buy a liberty available? s <laughs> is it available is it available is it available thanks let's see hold on toyota crown liberty here it comes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is available. Hi, is this available? Yes, it is. It is. And but you know what, John? I well, said we have to go to the one where you. I didn't sent that send at it. nine. I sent that at nine oh seven, and they were nice enough to respond at nine oh eight that it was. 
Now let me go to let me log into my other one and yeah. see if it went. Give me a second. Be, yeah. Because this was the one that I did send. I sent that out. Sent that out. Now let's go to the one that I didn't send on my other profile and we'll see if it actually went. Give me a second. The only thing is you haven't been sitting on that one long enough, but I don't know. We'll see. Eh, well, no. I mean, it's gonna come up. It is nothing. Nothing. Crickets. So they did respond to the 907 one. They did not respond to the Uncle Stumpy's All Badger Petting Zoo. I just swear. Like, I I know. I never click that. <laughs> I never click that. But, but then, you get responses that, yes, rep- it's still available. Yes, it's still available. <laughs> I didn't ask you if it was. I, 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 was only, I was only appreciating it from afar. I didn't want your interaction. So that's that. So, uh, yep, uh, by the time you're listening to this, if you haven't been to Labor Day at Chicago Slaughterhouse Rally, the 29 hours Le Abattoir. I will be off that whole week. John. Scooter Rally, baby. Take Piper. It's fun. Chicago. When was the last time Piper was in Chicago? Never. <gasps> Dude, you can go to the Field Museum. You can go to the Bean. She's been there. She's been there. We've you can be a lock-in in a bar and drink Malort. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> she had her driver's license and could be my designated driver it's chicago oh, you don't need that yeah it's chicago you're next cool. year yeah you're cool you're cool i was thinking about getting a hotel room maybe at like one of the cheaper establishments not for friday night because the lock-in but just for like saturday maybe saturday night kind of thing just one night of an actual hotel room that's that anybody got anything else nope that's it All right, folks, remember to ride fast and take chances. Play us out, John. Press the red button. Chris, press the red button. Get us out of here. Eject, eject, eject. No, it's still red. All right. It's still red.